Touch anything. It's the greatest find yet. Nothing compares to it. But it's definitely something you should hear. This is The Real Deal with Larry Lawton. Welcome to The Real Deal with me, Larry Lawton. We're going to have a great show today, everybody. I got two good friends of mine. We're going to be talking about business and Burning Man and a bunch of other stuff. So this is going to be an exciting show, everybody. Before I get started, please, let's thank my sponsor, Oliva Cigar. They've been with us since the beginning, and they have committed to more and more. So they are great. They're going to actually be with our server, a whole bunch of stuff with GTA and everything else. Also, check out my book, Gangster Redemption. Doing great. Check out the Crooked Diamond Cigar, man. This is what we'll all be smoking here because we love them and uh, fuck everything else. But I'm not supposed to say that because Nick yells at me. But I got two great friends of mine on. We are going to have a fun. We're having a few drinks. And that's what the real deal is about. Just rapping and stuff. And you could be on, on a conversation. I got Larry Chacha, a very close friend of mine. We're going to talk about his story. And he's a great businessman and a fun guy. And we got Laz, another great businessman. He's been on. And I don't know who's the wacko, but I, I'm thinking it's the young girl. I don't know. It's a toss up. It's a, I don't know. Laz, you're pretty, you're pretty up. The point. I got you guys, know. listen, I'm the normal one at the table. So when I see that, then that, that's I don't, I don't know about that. Nick, is this going to be a great show? Hello, yeah. Oh, I think we're going to we're gonna get somewhere. That's I don't know where, but we're going to get somewhere. I love that. Well, like before it. we got on the show, everybody, Laz was about to tell a story. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Tell this on air. You willing to tell it on air? Yeah, I can Go tell ahead, it on hit air. It. I was, uh, we were talking about aviation earlier and airplanes and this and that. I'm 16 years old uh, in high school. I got a good friend of mine. His mom is Panamanian, and uh, she basically uses us as uh, you know couriers for her clothing business you know so i'm 16 years old so i'm a skinny kid you know she loads up a bunch of bags she says i'll pay for your flight over there there's carnival over in uh in panama so we're we get to panama city i've got you know six bags all this fucking clothes and i got a couple of porn magazines in there and stuff of course the fucking custom guys they 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 confiscate that stuff you know they they, they said this is wait a minute they took porn magazines from you yeah like a penthouse i mean they, they were allowed to i was 16 years old yes i had fucking porn on me yes no i'm just saying i didn't know they were allowed to take porn from you why well you know they wanted it because they wanted it for themselves <laughs> they made up the rules so, on the spot so they take, they take the stuff and they say it's all this stuff here yeah yeah it's got tags on it well i'm, I'm a clothes horse whatever so they let us out and i'm supposed to go to a place that's about three and a half hours away uh to this little town called las tablas which is uh, translate to the the boards or the you know the wooden boards but it's far so you can take a bus over there and it's going to take you three and a half hours and you got chickens and goats and shit on the bus and people riding on the, <laughs> yeah. on the roof and then there's uh there's this little flight that, that can take you over there and uh we said you know what we should take the flight because this is bullshit i don't you know it's hot as fuck i don't want to go all the way over there i'm 16 years old it's on somebody else's time let's take the flight it's be fun 45 minutes Okay, we get in this little tiny ass plane. It's it's the pilot, and then there's uh, there's nobody in the right seat, but there there's two seats, and then there's another two seats, and then there's like a, a two seats in the back, but you can't really sit anything. It was full of bags and shit, our bags. So I'm sitting back behind the pilot, and uh, every ten minutes or something, I would see the pilot, and, and he would bend down, you know, something off the back, and fucking back, and we're flying literally. It's over the treetops, man. We're not even. 800 feet above the ground under the radar <laughs> so he's he's going man and uh 
I keep seeing him go down, and, and I'm like, and I'm talking to my buddy. His name is Gonzalo. I'm like, hey, dude, what's the fucking guy doing? So Gonzalo gets up over, over there, and he's looking at the guy, and he's looking over. The guy's got a fucking flask with, I don't know what the kind of. <laughs> oh, kind of, he's, he's, he's fucking drinking, dude. And he's drinking, he's drinking. And I'm, and I'm looking out the window, and I start getting nervous. You know, I'd never been, I've been on a commercial flight, but I'd never been on a little airplane. And we're buzzing these trees, and there's all kinds of shit happening, and fucking planes going up and down. And I'm shitting my pants. I'm like, we're going to fucking die. This guy's drinking on the plane, you yeah. know. He's and drinking. He's on, I mean, literally, right? Drinking. He didn't he's, give a shit. No, no. He was trying to hide it. He was like, you know, sipping it, you know. And you yeah, know is this a commercial airline? No, it's a little private plane. It's got six so. seats in it. You know, so he's bending down. And he's drinking. This guy's lit. And I don't know how long he's drinking, but he was, he's been drinking. So the, needless to say, the flight wasn't, it was pretty rocky. And I was pretty nervous. So, you know. Thankfully, I'm still here. We make it, you know. We make it the thing. I'm like, I don't say anything. Like, I'm 16 years old. I would have today. I would have. Yeah. I would have taken him out and beat yeah. him, beat him to a pulp. But we get out. We leave. So we spend a week there. Have a great time. We're taking. You know, there was no hot water in the town. You know, they don't. You know, it's in the mountains and the carnival was going. And we found some Colombian girls. I'm 16 years old. We're partying. You know, it's a great time. But uh, it's time to leave. So I'm like. Uh, so my buddy's mom, she has a she has like a little clothing store there. She goes, hey, you, you guys, you know, you leave, you know, you can take the flight back. And I'm like, oh, I don't think we're taking. The, I don't think we're taking. <laughs> I'll, the walk. You I'll, drove. Walk. I'll walk. For 45 minutes. How long did it take you to drive? It was three and a half hours. We took the bus back, and the bus ride, you know. I would, if I would have known, I would have drank, and I would have been okay with him drinking. <laughs> no buses back. The roads sucked, but it was, uh, it was it, an experience. That reminds. That was my flight. That I was. We were talking about airplane. I know it's a boring story, but it's we were not a boring story because it reminded me of the flight we all took together on a little plane. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, but you know, they kept saying I kept hitting the the, the controls yeah, yeah. and stuff, and I really wasn't. And I argued with Lewis, and they didn't let you guys didn't let me sit. No, you're in a the man spreading front. pretty bad. Well, it's a small plane. You know? I'm a big guy. I'm wide. A you know, I'm a wide it's guy. It's a small plane. Yeah. You were talking over air traffic control and all We're trying to film from the back seat. Larry's turning. You know, we're trying to film him from the back. He's turning. He's hitting the throttle. The plane's falling was 25, I really doing 30 feet at a time. Mm -hmm. I don't remember hitting anything. I really don't. Yeah. It wasn't bad. I guess we, we made it there. But I want to go back You're to never the story. Go ahead. You heard of drug mules. You were like a clothing mule. I was a clothing mule. A clothing mule, yeah. I've never heard of that. Wow, what is it? Was it made in China and then transferred there? No, they brought it in Hialeah. He's just leaving out. It was for Louis Vuitton. It was a little brand. Louis Vuitton. I would wear it. Chops, you traveled. You're busy. Everybody, I just want to let them know. We got two great businessmen, really, and good guys. I want to emphasize that first. We asked, they're really regular guys, very successful in their fields. You have a lot of air miles, don't you? Just crossed three million with Delta. Three million miles with Delta. Yeah, that's a lot. Of, that's over yeah. 30, 40 years. You know? Did that three? Did you still have the miles? Can you use the miles? Yeah, they never expire. They never expire. And didn't Delta just do something where they're trying to change their yeah. whole frequent flyer program now, and it's all about money, money instead, instead of, of instead of because uh, I saw the video. I don't know if you guys saw it. You know, we're all nuts in videos about the dude who bought a half a million dollar first class ticket back in the day. They actually had him on TV. Just rent the fucking plane. No, half a million dollars, and he had first class anywhere in the world forever. Oh, okay. Uh, I know you, this story. Do you so know it was Mark Cuban when he sold? No, it wasn't Mark Cuban. No, but when he sold Broadcast.com and became a billionaire, American Airlines had a two hundred fifty thousand dollars lifetime unlimited 
first class. Any way you want. He said it was the best investment he ever made. Oh, he made. did it too? Yeah, he did it, yeah. This one guy, I thought it was a half a they million. They don't do it anymore. But, and this is what he did. He says now he's make, he makes so much money because he gets so much like cards from different places with a credit card, and they get these miles. This guy's been sitting next to every like celebrity. He goes, at, um, you got to watch it. Just Google it. Man who has the most flight miles. And I don't Three million miles I've never heard. I've heard of a million. That's a lot of miles. I mean, three million. How do you, I mean, how many miles, I, I only fly America. I've never been, I've never flew except for the Bahamas and shit. I've never been to Europe, actually, myself. I've been to Asia. I've been to, uh, not flying, you know, I was at a Coast Guard with the uh, Philippines, Australia, right. New Zealand, all the West, you know, on that Pacific. But I never did. How many miles is it in the longest flight? Did you ever, ever fly to Australia? Now, I the have. longest, though, the you longest leg was actually Atlanta to Johannesburg. That was one of the, that's one of the longest legs that's, in that's, the world. Well, like how long was you? You said you flew to Australia? I went. Uh, it's I 24 went, hours or something, isn't it? I went, I went, door, uh, door, 30, I went uh, Melbourne or Orlando to Atlanta, Atlanta, LAX, LAX to Taipei, Taipei to Singapore, Singapore. I went to Australia. How many days did it take? Because uh, you know, I, you know, I was got. I told uh, you people to want me to go to. At the end of, I'm sorry. You have to be like hazed and out of your mind. At the oh end well, of no, it's, you take drugs. Yeah. yeah it okay. takes, <laughs> well, you know what happens? Because I got a, a company that said, "Oh, we'd like to fly you out and all that." Because you ain't flying me in the back of the plane if you do that. You better fly yeah. me. You better fly no, me up, flew in the front. up front, thankfully. But. Uh, just to, to let you know that the reason we just started with the flights is because we all were on a plane. The Laz owns a plane with a couple other guys, and we go to Keys, and we had more fun. I had more fun on that flight. Uh, pr the trip. It was a lot it of was fun. Right. I mean, they fun. try to work me to death. They try to make me walk a half, more than a mile, and, and I'm messed up. Tell them up. the story. And, and and no, 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 no. Uber's can... not going to pick you up if you can see your location. You ran out of gas at about three quarters of a mile. You said, <laughs> we have to call an Uber. And I said, Larry... Our hotel's right there. And I said, Uber doesn't come when you could see the hotel two blocks you, away. And you said you're shitty me. And I said, no. And we walk a block. How much farther is it? Another block. It was yeah, blocks. see what I see what you saying? You guys gaslighted me. They go, oh, it's right around this block. Okay, we get to the block. Where is it? Oh, it's around that block. Stop bullshitting me. I got, and then when you get to the was, hotel, they had that it, big flight it, of stairs. It, it was at least, it was at least a quarter of a mile. You know? Oh, come That's on. Like you were sweating you. profusely. You kept shedding clothes. It's like, Larry, we're in Key West. At 100 degrees. Let's, let's be honest. Give gay, me a little I think credit. It was gay Pride Week and you kept shedding clothes. Oh, Gay Pride. I was getting very uncomfortable. I like Larry naked swimming in the pool with one shoe on. That was I, I want to thank you for one, one Chachu. You saved one me. Shoe. You understood. You didn't, let, you didn't leave me behind. I'm kidding. I believe you. No, Chachu is a guy that will stick with the crew. He didn't leave me behind. He will die tried to get me up the stairs, but I didn't. And then I went in the pool and then I slept on the patio. Naked. Naked. It was like, not. Knock on the door. Excuse me. Is that your friend sleeping naked by the pool? Yeah. He tried to get me out and, and he said, I, you I, can't I be sleeping said, No, that's not our guy. Then I <laughs> went into the room and I had no clothes. So I had to go out in the middle of the day to get the clothes before the flight was on. I put an eye mask on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We went into a hostel. Now, that was, I never that been was, to a hostel. That, that Listen, was crazy. I'm not, I'm not any level, but I, I've never been to a hostel. I can afford a hotel. So... I know you guys have not never been in a hotel. Not when you travel with Lewis, you're not going to sleep in a hotel. First time yeah. I was ever that was in a great hotel, it really was. Was hotel room with my own personal locker. He said that. Very that, strange. That, uh, I've never been in a hotel all over the world where I had my own locker. In the room. <laughs> in and, the they, room. and they bunk you with strangers, you know. Which well, is we great, didn't have which, that. We yeah, had our we own. Had, yeah. But we had no air conditioning. 
How's that? Uh, I had great air conditioning. My 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 Nick, air was great. Nick keeps Larry this place was the only person th- without an AC. <laughs> there was AC. It just wasn't a meat. Oh, it wasn't locker. working. <laughs> it, uh, mine was working. Wait, perfect. stop, uh, stop. Uh, Even Lewis put his mattress on the floor. When you were the way you were, your uh, AC clock's a little off. I've been with you. Uh, it, listen, the, uh, and they had mini splits like this this room, but you got four dudes in there that have been raging for all night and you're going to go into a room and there's bunk there's literally bunk beds you rent the bunk bed yeah. there and you you know you go to the keys you're not going to stay in a what are you going to rent a room uh, a, a hotel a six hundred dollar a night room for you're you never stay two hours no i hour. agree with listen i'm all for that i'll put, sleep on the street or sleep on a broad i gotta put up. my I mean, stuff I'm, somewhere yeah you know and i you know and i'll i'd leave it in a plane in the morning yeah I mean, me personally, you can't listen. I lived in prison. I lived in a prison cell. So you want to get low? And that I'll kinda, go low with anybody. That kind of reminded me a little like county, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is another county jail, man. We have a lot of them on the show. We're going to switch topics for a second. You both went to Burning Man. You were on the show last. I was on the show, yeah. Since that, our show, uh, we got even some emails and stuff. Burning Man got a pretty bad name after this one. After oh. videos have come out, Nick, yeah. he's out. He research does all. Yeah. Nick, tell him what we saw and blew you away. They messed that place up, dude. Did they there's, tear it up? They, oh. there's, I said you no visited that. Still, this, I think we watched the video like last week. Yeah, was, still was, right now there's porta right bodies, now today jugs of piss still there well, trash no, everywhere no, no. no. listen no, sure? so nothing me, that you read so and half of what you see I'll I like say, that I'll that say, is so true yeah. I'll it say down. a few things though because the whole thing was you leave that desert the way you found it and there's a there's a term they use called moop moop matter what is of, it moop m o o p matter out of place matter out of place anything Shouldn't be out of place. Is that an engineer term? No, it's a Burning Man term. Okay, good enough. So our camp, you know, years ago, before we leave, we go through and every, we don't leave a speck in the campsite because they'll grade you. Like they have a map of all the campsites and you can get a red, you're a violator, whatever. But you know, over the years, and this is no slant against the younger generation, kind of a different, different crowd going now. And with the rain and everything, people hightailed out there and they left a lot of shit behind. But, you know, people ask, okay, the Burning Man organization out of San Francisco, what do they do with all this money? I read, I forgot how many hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. 41 million the first yeah, year we were came, at. They had to come in and scrape that thing, and they, they made that desert pristine. So those videos you so, saw are not from today. That may have been a okay, few days okay. after. So it was the within, people they hired to go clean up. Well, yeah, the Indians, the I read the Indians, uh, uh, I don't know what natives, uh, how you call them. Yeah. The native management. Yeah, but no, Bureau the, of Land Management. But there's, it's an Indian. Uh, or, yeah, that's or, right. There's an Indian reservation. With right. That's yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the one that really is the owner of that property, maybe or whatever. They lease it. They lease it to Burning Man guys. Yeah. Right. So, and we started looking up. Nick and I started looking up because we, we're going to go no matter what. Even because we found out you don't have to be part of a tribe. You can go there alone. I can go there alone. Just go in. There's a whole right. area yeah. just for anybody <laughs> who wants to yeah. go in. So I said, no matter what, I'm going. Whether I get a tribe or not, or whatever I do, I'm going in there, tribe. and I'm hitting it. It's whatever. Camp, it's camp, called kind of camp, tribe, whatever yeah, camp, you want to call yeah. it. So next year, anybody on this show wants to go, we're going to coordinate this. We're going to Burning Man. I don't know how we're doing it, but we're going to go to Burning Man. and okay. The Crooked Diamond Camp. Oh, yeah. We're going to make it to Crooked Diamond, even if they don't give us one. But you know, I'm not going to defend First camp to get I'm raided. I'm not going to defend the, me- the mess left behind, because that is... That's it was cool. really bad. But it was... Because you told me at first, you, go, rain, you can't even pee outside your freaking RV. Oh, no. I said, what? No, you cannot stay in the desert with your urine. That's a, that's a rule. That's a fine. It's a real thing. Yeah. That's a fine? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
please give me that fine. Yeah. I just want to yeah. do it for clout. No, <laughs> because of the oh, rain, it clout. was kind of an unusual year, and people left just some wet shit and muddy shit. No, it was, it was, it was worse. Than you saw it. Did oh, you yeah, see it? it? I sent you guys. That was, my first, that was my first time there, so for me, it was all normal. I was like, fuck. Yeah, man, well, this is the way it's supposed to And now, uh, uh, Chach, you've been there three times, right? Now, and you've been there once. I just been there. Will once. you go again? Uh, we were talking about that the yeah. other day. Yeah. We're going. I'm going. Well, we're going too. So I don't know if I want to. I'm, I'm in. Going. Whatever you're going. It was a big stretch. I Nick went, and I, I definitely went in 13 going. and 14, and then in 23. So it was a nine-year span from the last time. I was did you they see a big the difference? Ran, uh, ruined it. They they actually yeah, say YouTube uh, has ruined it. Yeah, not, they're saying oh, really? like a lot of influencers, guys like us. Who, they made you know, it more we, accessible to people. We who put really it out there so much that it. I mean, it was what uh, eighty thousand people there. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of people. Lot of people. Yeah, I mean, people, that's a lot man. of people. People don't understand how many people at it, uh, especially with people? the the high. Uh, I, I, people don't get logistics of anything. You know, you're talking like about oh, you know trash and and fecal and wastes and everything else. That's a lot. Listen, so you got to bring all all your own trash. Out. There's no trash cans. There's nothing. You have to bring what you need in and what you you take it all. So out. I have a they question. Have, they have provide. They have provide. They provide services. Did any of you drink beer? No, no. Because I'm wondering if you walk across somewhere and you get a can of beer and you drink it. What do you do with the empty? You stick it in, in your pocket. Take it. Oh, I'm gonna put ten beers in my pocket. You're gonna carry ten beers with you? Well, don't don't you have a cup? Isn't there bars yeah, everywhere? Yeah, it's. I, yeah, I'm it's, just trying to get the the things. That I don't think I, do. I saw much beer being drank there. I guess yeah. it's more drugs than beer, and they're lighter. No, well, there's like a thousand. <laughs> they had their little cups. We'd yeah, see there's cups a thousand seven bars layers there. of different. Stuff. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I see. I see people have cups on cup. their hip. They crap them. They have their cup. They have their idea. Him and I, because we go, we got into because we're gonna set this up. Where we started researching how to set things up, what to buy, everything like you know to get this thing real. It's a process. So do a it whole, is a process. We're gonna do a whole show on this whole thing. Right. He and wanted to go a week before, and I was like, you know how much a of a miracle of crap, a this would be if yeah, you, you got you to Burning Man. You need a bike. You need to decorate yourself. There's well, I mean, the bikes. Like, I have the electric bikes. I have everything. I have the uh, the RV. The whole you know what world. made it nice was that we were with, the, you know, and I had never been before. So thankfully, we were with a camp that had all their their stuff together. So we had. Did the bikes there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You, 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 have you, you have to participate. You know, yeah, every you know. day we had to work. Now that, that's only in the camps, right? Did you know? Do you guys know anything even about the bring, independent? Even if you bring your own stuff, you still have to, you know, clean up. No, your stuff I, of course. But I'm getting your own you guys. Food. If you're on your own, you don't. But the camp, every camp has to offer something to the people who go. You have to offer something every camp. So if I go so there and walk to your camp, they're going to offer me something. Yeah. yeah. So the easiest thing to do, and that's what that's why it makes it so much fun, is the gift of music. So everybody's playing some music. So you go in there. Their camp area and you do YMCA. Oh, YMCA. <laughs> no, no. So we that, that is, I, I was thinking about it. That is the easiest thing to provide, right? The gift of music. I don't know if that you think you can get that's away it. with just that's that. That's it. Yeah, it's a gift. Josh, of music. you've been there three times. What did you give the first time, second time, and then it's the all day. the same. The camp provided spiked. Uh, you liquor. pay a camp fee, Boots. right? And then you work yeah. with the camp. Now yeah. let's let's get real with my audience. Anybody want to go? If you're in a camp, what's the cost <clears> for you guys? What did it cost you the total trip from getting there to every? What did you pay out of pocket? You, I mean, you both I, probably I, about the I same. Have no idea. Fee was about I have no two, idea. two grand, I think. No, I meant everything. You got to rent it. Well, but we flew out kind of nice. So yeah. 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 You can't count. You can fly for five hundred dollars or two thousand dollars. You can hitchhike there. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, let's keep. But the if you want it, but if when you, want, you got there, so, but if you want an RV, that was the problem because the RV rates oh, supply oh. and demand. So you, you can't get. Paying five and they, and they grand for and they three four nights. They wanted 16, and for a garbage <laughs> one too. They wanted sixteen thousand dollars for an RV. 
performance. And not like ours. You no, got a bu- yeah, you got a big one. Yeah, we got the big one. Nice one. But that that RV uh, that experience of trying to rent an RV from somebody. I mean, you know, we're not kids. You know, and I'm not saying that we're not going to party and, and get crazy. But at the same time, we're pretty responsible. I mean, I, I consider myself pretty responsible. I have an RV, so I know what it is. A to nice one. Very tear, nice one. tear somebody's stuff up. So. It's hard to communicate that to somebody. They think anybody that goes out to Burning Man, the, the thing is going to be just completely trash. It's going to be completely, you know, a layer of mud, you know, a layer of sand in the and, RV. And, too. And just think, and most you of the just time happen to be responsible guys. Oh, well, a lot of them had mandatory two to $3,000 cleaning, cleaning fee. Cleaning fee. Yeah. So I text them and say, hey, look, we're a bunch of old people. You know, yeah, we're a bunch not, of old people. Yeah. They don't know what they get. They're well-behaved old <laughs> people. Little sorry, the fees three thousand dollars. Good luck in your search. They didn't even care. They don't, they don't even call you back because they, yeah. they, they, they can they can. Well, rent you it. know what was that one guy that I uh, just want to take mine out. The guys that hitchhiked it. out on uh, Saturday morning. The guys that hitchhiked out that got a ride with the guy that was renting. How many RVs did he rent? He rented like 80, yeah. 80 RVs. Some whoa, whoa, whoa. This guy's in the middle. One guy rented eighty RVs. He had eight, he, he had them for rent, so he he supplied eighty RVs into. And I don't know if it's eighty RVs or sixty RVs, but it was a lot. A, massive amount but it's a big business like this rv share it's like airbnb for rvs and our but, guy the guy we rented from had two of them and usually they're three four hundred dollars a night and he does well but they're in burning man two three thousand a night what are we in two or three hundred a night we, usually it, what is it what is it burning three thousand a night or yeah. more it's sixteen thousand. Yeah, pretty, much, yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. much i mean it was sixteen thousand. we got a deal on ours the guy was actually very very yeah. he was a sweetheart the guy that, that rent and we met him and he hung out with us and he kind of got to know us just to make sure that we so were nine grand yeah but everybody told me you go out there and it's a no money thing you don't need money that's right i didn't spend there's, a dime. you can't spend money there's, there's nothing no, to buy how do people dump an rv if they dump it because I did hear, no, I read where they do dump them. Last. Wait, what do you mean dump it? Uh, you, you, they have a truck that goes around. Yeah, it pumps it out. Pumps it out yeah. and gives you water. But they also say, oh, well, you have to pay for that. Yeah. But I, well, I mean, how do you pay for it? Credit cash. card? You flag the Oh, guy now out. it's cash. No, but I meant amongst the attendees there, there's nothing to buy. There's no vendors other than actually that, the water. So there's service, nobody service, selling books service. or some shit. Nothing. Right, zero. Right, no, no, so you can't sell your swag out there. I got that. Okay. You can give it away. Yeah. No. No, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Well, I can give cigars away. Maybe, oh, maybe yeah. a couple of cases of cigars or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, and from what I saw out there, it was it was pretty chilled. I mean, there wasn't a lot of people. I didn't see a lot of people drinking. There was everybody was. You, you know, didn't you, see them drinking. I mean, there was a lot of bars and stuff, but I didn't see anybody trash. You know, there yeah. wasn't like people. Were they running around? Let's see. I got the impression that people run around naked, they fucking are. over here no. and all this shit. Well, we yeah, didn't you see. had the right impression. Yeah. Okay, there was, so there's naked people out there. Yeah, all that's over the place. what I want to do. But everybody's, what he said is right. Everybody's really chill. And we commented, you know, 70,000 yeah. people. You didn't even see an argument. I said, what I they, said that last Even show, in yeah. that weather? Because yeah. yeah. you, you guys couldn't even, I, uh, listen, what happened, guys? And you, I remember talking to you about it. There was such bad, it was on the news like it was a catastrophe. We were laughing. You know what I'm saying? While, we, you know that. we were dying, we, we were dying we, laughing. We, we get the news headlines, we're out partying, and it was like it was the apocalypse. Shelter <laughs> in place, state of emergency, whatever. We're like, people gotta be people worried about are, their are family members. I you, was worried about are you, you guys. Right. We gotta send in a medevac to do an extraction. It's like, it was, oh, we're, we're good, ridiculous. we're good. You know what's funny, you guys, because I know you so know so well. So we get a text, and it was like eight o'clock Burning Man time, which is out west, so it must have been pretty late. I get get a text from john and he's like are you guys okay he must have just saw the news or something are you guys okay he's freaking out so larry and i were like oh shit what's going on is there something we're like looking around maybe there's a fire somebody yeah. got fucked up something happened you know and, and, then and being larry, fucked larry, up larry doesn't help that we're, you know? we're, we're at a rave and we're like garbage we're like, bags taped around our feet we take, a, we take a picture <laughs> our eyes are like this big you know we're like 
Yeah, everything's good. Well, yeah. I heard, so I'm, I'm watching the news too, and I think we were in there here, and I'm saying, oh my God, what's going on? And they said, some people helicoptered out. I go, fucking Chacho and Lazarus getting helicopters now. Um, <laughs> you saw Diplo and Chris Rock walked out. I think, a lot, no of, I think a lot of that was just high. I mean, was they were just yeah, looking it, for something. It's false looking media. for somebody. You know, the looking media, bullshit. No, but it really was. Internally, it was what was going on, and everybody was doing fine. Believe nothing of what you hear other. and half of what but, you uh, see. The outside world, it was on the news, mainstream uh, exactly. media, everywhere. Well, I think, we a lot, I think a lot of it has to do with, like, and I don't mean to like say anything about millennials, but I think a lot of the young people that were there, you know, you spent a week in the woods, you know, hunting and stuff. Like, hey, you're on your own, you know. But it, but these guys, they're just not used to it. So any little adversity, they just start freaking they out. They start crying. And, start, like, and they start bitches. looking for somebody to help as opposed to, hey, man, do what you got to do to get yourself. You know, I laugh because when we talk about that a lot. I think they should do a show like... You know, they do that naked and afraid. Yeah. They should do that with comics. I could give a fuck. I fucking rob the fucking people doing the fucking show. I mean, I'll get my well, food. Well, they got nothing on them because they're naked. No, I'm saying, I, I, it's so, I don't get it. Because when you live like bad, you don't give a fuck. When you come from nothing or, and literally down into a, you know, six by eight foot cell. No, but when everything was going on, there was a lot of, okay, do we leave? Do we not leave? What do we do? There was Some a lot people of were nervous. I'm like... Laz and I were like, you know, What's we're from Florida. We kind What's of prepare for ever? hurricanes and stuff. Like, you just kind of... They you, get your plan. They just keep partying. We just partying. Yeah. Yeah. Part, part, listen, man, the, and I'd never been there before, so from what I experienced, I, thought I had a great time. I mean, the mud sucked. And it, and Nick it was a, said to me, a, a, this is the year we should have went. Uh, yeah. He wants to do that. He wants it to be, like, be, the year be before, The year before year. was pretty bad, too, right? Yeah, they, the year before. Had, the wind, the high winds and all for days. And, and I thought that we was... We were in a dust storm, which is cool if it happens for a little while. Like, he was 20 feet away. I couldn't see it. Is, it, like, is, there, is those dust storms that so, bad? You so, can't so, see in front of you? So, the coolest thing is being from Florida, right? So... Larry and I are in the drink booth. We're we're passing out booze to people. Oh, you're, and, you're in your own. T- so we're, we're we're participating in the uh, you know, in the uh, the communist thing where you have to give stuff for free. <laughs> so we're participating in this and we're passing out drinks. And I see and I've never seen this before. And I see just a big, huge cloud and and off in the distance. And you're in the desert, man. It's a dry lake bed, so it's clear skies. It's it's like you're in a valley. You know, you're it's beautiful. Ocean, you can see it's beautiful. But I see this it. thing kind of crop up and it's yeah. like big, dark. Cloud. I'm thinking, fuck, man, that's rain or something. And you it, see it coming at you. It's coming right at us. And I'm but it's like, going to remind me of the old westerns when there's a stampede of horses in the distance and you see the oh, dust. The, 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 the dust flying. So I was like looking at. I was looking at. I was like, man, that is the coolest thing yeah, I've ever is, seen. Man. It was so cool. And then you know, ten minutes, it's on us, and you can't see your hand in front of your face. You know, you got goggles. Now, on. when that happens, can I mean, does does people get hurt? Does anything happen there? Or I'm just wondering, the medic, did they, they have, I mean, I, I read I a lot that they put up a hospital, yeah, they, they put up everything. Yeah, they, 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 they have yeah. services there, they have hospitals. I mean, if you have... need it, obviously. I mean, but the, when those people must happen, die, because people died, but I'd say, people died. 70, 80,000 people. One guy died. But people died, it's 80,000 people. Yeah. What did he die? Did he die? Yeah, I don't even know. Uh, somebody died. It was, it was an overdose. It was an overdose. Well, it's 80,000 people there. You know, you put 80,000 people anywhere. People ran into the fire, not this year. At times, years back, they would run and commit suicide into the fire. You know, the Burning Man itself, right, Nick? Where you? Right? Like, I can see. I can see that. I don't. I can see that happening. <laughs> no, I don't know. Now like I'm going to go times. back. Okay, because I want to get into this too with you two guys because we're, we're good friends. First of all, this, it's a business, correct? A hundred percent. It's in a business. Hundred percent. We discussed that a little bit. Chat, you're a successful business. So are you, Laz, and you guys. Actually, you're kind of my mentors, and you know that. And I'm a crazy man. I'm a street guy, and I don't have that business brain. And they help me. I'll tell everybody. They give me advice. They talk to me. Stuff like that. Chach, you're a businessman, and you started with Apple. I mean, you got rid of... Uh, you started... Give me a little of your backstory. 
Yeah, Larry, give us a little yeah. backstory. He said he would. <laughs> Go ahead. Remember when you, you okay? were? Yeah. Remember yeah. when you were in the if, CIA? If you, and if you, I'll give you the short version. Uh, are you going to give us the version where the CIA pulled in and said, "Don't say this"? No, only kidding. God. So I came here. I was an engineer. Came here out of college from Northern New York. That blows me away already. Who comes to Melbourne, fucking Florida? In, but go uh, ahead. They got tricked. <laughs> started working for Harris. We spun out and did inner. So I was working on Wi-Fi in the early days. We were one Wi-Fi. Of the few, we were one of the few. We we came up the Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi alliance. The whole standards and all that was pretty much. And how many years ago was this? Twenty. That was uh, late nineties. Okay, no, twenty five years ago. Yeah, there was really no Wi Fi. There was you know there was no standard or anything. So I we was were in a big the joint. No Elon Musk. I was nobody. in the joint. Yeah. Wow. So uh, Harris sold semiconductor. So you came and got a job with Harris, right? Yeah, as they an got, okay, an yeah. engineer. Harris, if I, uh, nobody knows, L three Harris, yeah, big th- uh, the top five defense maybe contractor. defense contractor now with L three. Yeah, they probably with are. L3. I think they're yeah. top five now. You know, yeah. they, they build jets. But and the my- semiconductor division was semiconductor business is very up and down. So they wanted to. Oh, that, semiconductor. matter of fact, I read a lot about yeah. Taiwan and all that. Kind so of they sold the semiconductor group. Is that to what a you did? Equity firm, and it became. Intercel. Is that what you did, though? Yeah, I was part of that. When okay, they, I went with Intercell, and then uh, during the dot com boom, we IPO, and it was the largest. Who semiconductor- IPO? You mean L L3 Harris? No, no. Intercel. Intercel. Yeah. Intercel. Who you went with? So when? Right. Uh, so you jumped ship. Right, I the mean, whole business, all of semiconductor got sold to a private equity. Firm. Okay, gotcha. For so L three Harris, or Harris for at the time they pulled that it out. It was about three hundred fifty million dollars uh, they paid uh, Harris, and six months later during the dot com boom, we IPO'd with a market cap of about four billion dollars. We were the largest <laughs> Talk about a public semiconductor IPO at that time. Wow, and hit bigger than one Intel IPO. But I mean, you know, it's the time. And, and what year is this? So that was 2000, 2000, March of 2000, we IPO with a market cap of about $4 billion. Six months earlier, Harris had sold us for $350 million. Wow. The reason I only say that when he's talking about IPO, I, the mob on Wall Street, if you guys know about that, when they were doing IPOs and they were fake, and we were, I know a friend hung a guy outside the window in Wall Street, and that's what it is. They, it was a $200 million thing we, they were whacking him for. And it was IPOs. I love that. I laughed my balls off. Yeah, it was, it was very proper. You know, but that Did you guys was hang dump. anybody out the window? Yeah. Last one. We're going to get into your story. Yours is a crazy uh, story. So then my Wi-Fi business, I, I ran that business. We got actually got sold twice to two different companies, the Wi-Fi business. And then the last company out in California bought us. And I said, I had enough. And I semi-retired. And then I got called to go work at Authentech. And that's how I got in the fingerprint business. And it was somebody I actually met during orientation in 1980 out of college. Isn't that he great? I love the connections. He was the CEO I, it, 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 of I love that, man. He was the CEO of Authentech. And it, it tells so you. The, the fact that you guys open your cell phones today with your thumbprint. That was him. That's Larry. That's so that's, you, that's your company, I guess, your company invented that? or So it's interesting. Harris yeah. used to have. Because they had all this technology they were developing for the government. And they actually created their own venture capital arm to try to commercialize technology. So live TV, the thing in the back of the JetBlue, they were one of the first with the... JetBlue. I'm a JetBlue flyer. That was Harris Technology. That JetBlue? Like the video screen. Until you, did you guys hear what happened TV. to me on JetBlue, though? I went off. They kicked me off a plane. I almost had fights with cops about a, three months, four months ago. And we're, we're supposed to be surprised because why? No, really. We had. I got kicked off a flight, and the movie I, wasn't working right. It was skipping. No, they said that I was. I, I was out of control, and then I wanted to fight a cop afterwards. And Nick, 
you're trying lucky. to keep me. Uh, you're lucky you didn't get arrested. Oh, yeah. I just step in between him and a cop like this close to each other, well, yelling at why? each other. What, what, what was the problem? I was like, I don't think we need to be doing I might have had a few this. too many, but. Uh, yeah, I get it. Anyway. So Harris actually. <laughs> so I, mean, so I, I like Jet Blue because yeah. that first airline with the plane. The, the, the so where Harris actually seated. They had fingerprint technology. They were doing work with the FBI. It was called the APHIS system. But you had to do, that was the big fingerprint with the, all the fingers. APHIS. Like this? The APHIS. I'm the first, one of the first federal so inmates to use that. They said, can we commercialize this and make it for mainstream? So they actually funded a startup called Authentic. That was Harris that owned the majority of Authentic originally. That was before I had joined him. But they pulled some people from, from Harris to run it. And uh, I joined in... 2005, and then Authentic IPO in 2007. That was one of the reasons they brought me in because I had experience with the Intersil IPO. So we uh, IPO'd in 2007. See, the iPhone wasn't, you know, the only reason I know these dates, Laz, is because I got out of prison in August 24th of 2007. And there was no no phone, Laz. There was no iPhone. Right. I had a flip phone. I remember the Razor flip phone, the first thing that I fucking wanted. How come these fucking fat fingers touch a razor flip phone but I, I there was no iPhone at this time if you remember there was no, no iPhone 2010 is when it, so, that. and so you didn't even know what an iPhone was either when you no, went to 2007 no, when we when we where were, does the fingerprint the, come when in when the iPod come out so they were uh, back then it was swipe you had the little sliver and you had to swipe your finger along so the main market was laptops we had I remember those. Yeah, we had eighty yeah, percent yeah, yeah. of the laptop. You, you, you pull your finger yeah. through the last laptop. year old too. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had eighty percent of that Getting laptop there. market. We pretty much owned that market, and then we also did what they called large touch, the bigger ones, the bigger sensors for government ID programs and things. So we had a bunch of different sizes. We were trying to get into mobile phones for a long time. We sold Motorola, Samsung, Lenovo, um, but it they just weren't. Uh, Advanced embracing it, right. yeah, they just didn't get it, and we came up with a small touch sensor um, that we had used for other customers. We tried to get it in BlackBerry on the the BlackBerry, and they didn't want to do it. So we showed it to Apple in December of 2011. They're only out a year, Apple, right? Well, we, I mean, we have been talking to them for a while with the swipe, but they didn't on the like, computers, right? Because yeah. they weren't, they didn't have an iPhone. But this no. is the iPhone, not the iPod Touch. They had an iPod. No, this is well before all that. Well, because the iPod Touch was all touchscreen with the, the right. Swipe yeah, but they didn't everything. have a, a thing to yeah. authenticate your. Yeah, your no, 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 I know. Yeah. So we were That's talking to them for different devices they had, but they didn't like the swipe because they just said it's not a good user experience, and they were right. So we came up with a small touch. We tried to sell it to a lot of different cell phone manufacturers because uh, it was more expensive. Because it was more area, the silicon area was bigger, so it was more expensive. So we showed it to Apple. We put it, we come up with a mock-up, got it in an iPhone under the button, showed it to them in December. They said, it's not ready for prime time. We came back in January. One month excited. later? Well, yeah, we worked all through Christmas. It was, the, we did the death march to get it ready for the demo. And uh, they liked it. And then they started talking to us about licensing and things. And that turned into a deal. And we had a deal by July, from January to July. And then we closed the deal in October. Of 11. Of 12, of and then 12. it ended up in the iPhone in 2013. Well, what's amazing in the story to me is it wasn't long after that they came with the eyes, correct? The face? The face, yeah, face recognition. Yeah, face recognition. No, it was, because, it was I mean, quite a while. It took a while. The reason I asked you that is, you know, if you waited too long, you're fucked because... 
There's yeah, no more touch. Early face was really bad because we were looking at all the technology. It was kind of funny. Early face technology. You could take a picture of you, make a Xerox copy and put it on and it would authenticate Open. you. Oh, okay. so then that, that's uh, a bad security. So then they came back, said, okay, we'll look for blinking eyes. So then you could take the picture, you cut out the eyes and blink and it would let you in. So the technology had not been really secure. What's the face ID on the iPhone is so sophisticated. They're putting thousands of dots on your face, looking for muscle structure, looking for your eyes. It's like the Tesla you know, it's, autopilot. It's infrared. Really? Is that what it is? Yeah. You have yeah. a Tesla that drives itself, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Autopilot. But did, it, now, with your uh, face, I mean, obviously, did you guys have tech people that made that stuff, or did you contract that out? What? Like, the touch. That was invented by somebody. That was, that was your fantastic. guys. Yeah, I mean, you, you had tech people that oh, yeah, that fantastic. made that shit. And the hardest. I mean, part, you didn't do it, obviously. No, I didn't. I wasn't the smart guy. <laughs> no, you were very smart. I stopped that. But, but even people the face don't stuff. realize the hardest part was see back in the day they used something they call minutia points. You have little discrete points on your finger, but to do that you need a big area of the sensor. So they were yeah, big like to get all these points. Look. And we and had, had to do that. So we, we had what we called a pattern matcher. So we could, you think how small the iPhone button is. We could tell your fingerprints unique just by that little area because we looked at the patterns and all. How Nobody big, is, how big is that area? I mean, like. It's small, under the button. It's a it's little It's got to be like, you know, button. so you're right. You yeah. know, but what, when I did fingerprints, kind of yeah. And so we had been doing that pattern matcher. We were one of the few who did it. It was like by the time we got to Apple, it was like the fifth or sixth generation of that pattern matcher. Nobody in the world could do that. And even if Apple could have uh, copied this, the silicon. But you idea, had a patent, obviously. We had tons of patents and all. But, you know, it's Apple. There's ways to work around. Yeah, it was the richest so, company, you know, cash was, company in the world. Yeah, that was our But not paranoia. back then. Back then, they were just, you know. Ah, they, they were always innovating. They were new. I mean, they had a good, did you ever meet Steve Jobs? I did meet Steve Jobs. Wow. But not for uh, fingerprint. It was for Wi-Fi. Back when Apple didn't have much market share. And we were trying to push Wi-Fi everywhere. As ridiculous as it sounds, we were trying to convince people of the value of Wi-Fi. And I have slides I've made I could show you. We said you can be in a coffee shop, at the airport, on the go. Why do we need this? You just plug in Ethernet and you're fine. Believe it or not, we were trying to convince people about Wi-Fi. And at the time, there were these huge PCMCIA cards you had to slide in for Wi-Fi. So Steve Jobs, uh, the MacBook, hardly had any share he calls us in. There was only two of us that even had Wi-Fi chipsets. And he said, you know, I'm going to be the first one to integrate it into a MacBook. And he said, while Gates and Intel have their fingers up their ass talking about it, I'm going to do it. So we did, So he was not the nicest guy in the meeting. I just was wondering how he was. You know, he was. Steve he was eccentric. I read his book. I you know, and he was... Uh, Did he smell? Because they talked about how I he... Didn't sniff, <laughs> I didn't I didn't. Sniff. <laughs> close enough to smell. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't sniff. You read that, I'm I didn't, sure. I didn't sniff him. He was on the other side. <laughs> but, you know, we were all in our suits looking like choir boys. He had ripped jeans and flip yeah, flops. Yeah, and he walks it. in. And we had the president of uh, Harris with us. Goes to hand him a card. And he says, I'm just going to throw it out. So just just keep it. You know, that's how the meeting started with our president. Oh, uh-oh. And then he starts talking. We take out our notebooks like dweebs and start taking notes. And he goes, stop, stop right here. He goes, what I'm saying is very simple. If you have to write it down, you guys might all leave right We're now. Done. So that was, wow. that, was 30 that, 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 that was 30 seconds in. Wow, you know? I love that. But I will say twice, cool. twice now, you know, I was involved. He said, you know, I'm going to put Wi-Fi and integrate it in a laptop and it's going to change everything because he was trying to angle for getting it very cheap as well. 
We didn't win the business because we couldn't match his price, but it changed the Wi-Fi market. Just like on the iPhone, it changed the fingerprint market. So, you know, you got to give them props bit. for, uh, good, good. you know, you got to give them props, yeah. market twice. So you know? now you at least got an intro into Apple so they know who you are and everything. At least that. I mean, that's really, it's, it, so do you consider, uh, then you end up selling to Apple, correct? Correct. The whole company. The whole company. Just the whole, they say, hey, I want to buy you. And we, Mr. You know, Beast style. You, you know, know Mr. Beast. We had a hundred million dollar business selling to all the laptop guys and whatever. That's it. Shut all that down. We're done. This is ours. Nobody else get is out. Have it. <laughs> get out yeah, of the building, so, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Was that an exciting day? I mean, think about that. I mean, did you think of that? I mean, I don't even think of selling. It's, it's, anti-climactic. I mean, it's, it's, it's anticlimactic. I, I'm really, gonna ask really, you about that because really, you really did something really like is. that. And, and that's it, dude, because I'm at that point. Listen, I got 12 years less than you in business. Well, a lot more because I never was a businessman in my life. But, but you know, it was, uh, it was the most stressful time of my life. Those four months, you know, it was just drained me. You know, it was nonstop. But the thing was, okay, do we want to sell to them? Then the technology, that's only going to them. Or do we want to sell to the world? The problem was the world. There was no world market for fingerprint yeah. on phones. That's crazy. You have, so you have one so we sold channel. to Apple when one of our competitors was coming up with the touch, different technology. They were worth nothing. And then within 15 months after we sold to Apple, they were worth $2 billion because they had the rest of the world. You know what I mean? Well, there was right. like if you think they if were you the waited, you could have sold Yeah, but billion. somebody had to go first to make the market, right? It would have been ah. good if somebody else went, and then we would have been in good You know, what, what, what kind of fries your noodle is, if they wouldn't have sold that to Apple, would the competitor have been a $2 billion market cap? No, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't there, have. There because no Apple, you would have been. No, but uh, Apple, somebody, has to, uh, somebody has to build the market for that, right? Somebody has to pave the way. Right, somebody has to pave the way. But you know what was fascinating? Japan was always... Back in the day, leading edge. So our biggest customer for fingerprinting a phone um, was Fujitsu, selling through NTT Docomo. So like in 2007, you could pay and go on a subway or go to a vending machine in Japan with fingerprint. Back in 2007. Wow. So they it, had was basically, it was basically Apple Pay, if you will, back then. But it was it was not you know we'd sell five million to them no, five million sensors a year you know now that mar- there's a billion gets sold a year you know uh, it was nothing you know it, it, it obviously what you did your timing I think he's right what you just said is everything has to do with timing absolutely you know, really 100%. you told me that once you said you know and then he ended up getting the biggest cash company in the world to buy it really. And obviously, look what Apple today. I mean, Apple is one of the biggest companies in the world. And you, and you know what? They, they paid $350, $370 million for the company. and They, they paid $370 they, they Did they put, pay they, you cash? That's nothing compared to yeah. what they're paying. Did they pay you like a check? Does a check come in? I, I didn't see the financing, but yeah, I'm sure money came in. A somewhere. fucking check comes yeah. in for it's, $370 million. It wasn't like, like you, gun missiles. How much could you hide? It wasn't, look at me, a gangster. It wasn't right what you're used to. They didn't come in with duffel bags of hundreds of Oh, they didn't do like that. now, like what you're used to. No, but so it so they buy you, you're done. You're literally done, correct? You don't have a job. One day you got a job, it's all done. Sign so I stayed day. for six months, but oh, see here okay. in Melbourne, you know, there's still an Apple facility. We have really, really good engineers. And even though they're out in Silicon Valley, you know, they- But there's no Apple store around here. No, but it's the not Apple the store, development, though. the engineers are the engineers still here. here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they doubled the size of that. They remodeled it. In the same building? They were same building and they realized, you know what? There's really good engineers here, number one. And number two, you don't get the turnover you get in Silicon Valley. It's not like semiconductor guys can go down the street. Right. I never um, thought of that. So 10 years later, that place is still thriving as an Apple facility. It's not very well known, but it's... Do you miss it? Do you miss any part of it? 
I mean, I know you're retired. You do well and all that kind of stuff. You, you he's know. an action junkie, this guy. No, of course I, he I, and, and I, I am too. And you are. We're all are, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. I'm learning from both of you. And you I know, learned the, a lot the, from go, both of you. The grind I don't miss. I mean, it was, I worked, you know, we all work hard. I worked hard and long. A lot of hours, yeah. yeah. And, and I, look at me. I mean, I understand that. No, I'm not saying, you know, I'm 12 years behind because I, I prison. But I love what I do. I'm sure you guys both. I'm no, I loved next. what I did. But, you know, I did it for, what was that? 25 years. years. And yeah. then and then you're tired, so you just, it's. I mean, I can't imagine me doing building you wherever I'm at and then saying, okay, because, you know, people approach people for, especially YouTubers, 100%, for, yeah. for their libraries, for everything we do. I can't even imagine me. I remember turning down, in the, even in the beginning, I started blowing up and I get a company called, oh, we'd like to buy your library or, or you. And it's Peter, my friend who built his business, and he's always says, Larry, your money ain't now. Your money is when you build a library because they're going to take every one of your videos. They're going to cut them up. They're going to do this, do this, do sure. Because they got divisions that do that. I said, what am I going to do? I, mean, I don't want to rob stores. I don't want to do <laughs> shit. You know? I'm done with that part. You know, I, don't, I don't like I that. I do a pawn shop. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, it's and, a little too hey, small child, for let me. me. Tell you, something. you want stress? <laughs> do my old business. That's yeah, stress. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I love that. And thank you for telling it. Laz, I want to talk to you because I know you a little bit of your story, most of it. Uh, what really, and I got to say this honestly, because we're sitting having a few drinks. You guys are the most down to earth two dudes that I, I like to hang with I think and the, party I, and, and meaning smoke cigars, bullshit, have a good time. And you guys are, you know, you never look down on me as an ex-con, both no. of you, never. And Chach, you know that I'll help you guys any, and, and you will help me. I know that. And it's just about like. It's it's rare because I I know trust me I know even people we know I it's con you know what I mean it's there and it doesn't bother sure. me trust me I don't give a fuck we all put our pants we all jerk off we all do everything fucking same fucking way <laughs> so let me let me get that real right out the bat I try to tell young people like Nick because Nick is in the ground floor we are a ground floor we have five guys got some guys in Boston working for us and stuff Nick is in the ground floor of what we're doing and Absolutely. you guys know that's how you become mega wealthy. You get right now. You get stock because we're putting that and everything. And my, you know, you can even tell him. I mean, and he's a hard worker. The kid's got that work ethic that it's hard to find the people. Well, I think I think a lot. So of I want you to tell was, well, tell the people first of all, lads. What did you do? You're I, close. I, I did. Where the old guys? I he's the old. I did all kinds of stuff. I, I I had a different path. You know, Larry comes from an engineering world. Went to school, educated, had opportunities with big companies. I was too stupid. So He's I just, a street guy. I'm a street guy. You know, I just, yeah, I got a PhD. Yeah, I know. Pair of post hole diggers. So I dug, <laughs> I dug ditches is what I did, you know. So no, no, you got a street degree. From that, from that, you know, you, you, uh, you learn a couple of things. You learn how to read people. You learn how to take, take advantage of opportunities. Yeah. And one of the things that you're talking about, you know, how do people, especially with young people, you look at them and you say, you know, they look at what everybody else does and they, they want, the money or they want the success. Or they the want money. it right away. They want That's it right away. But the reality is that really successful people, if you look at self-made people like Larry, myself, yours, these people- Now don't, don't put me there yet. They don't do it. <laughs> they're not doing it really as a, as a means to an end. They're just, exactly. they're just going through the process exactly. and just they're grinding and they're grinding. And before you know it, you're 20 years into it. You fuck, man, I'm pretty good at this. You know, Hey, maybe it good. might be worth something to somebody else other than me. And then before you know it, you start, you, you, 
you know, because you don't know, especially me, you don't know, you don't have access to all these things. So you start paying for consultants to come in and tell you, hey, you should do this. And you go through consultant, consultant, consultant. I was just going to ask you something because I'm learning this now. And you remember, Chach, when I first started. Chach says to me, Larry, keep doing what you're doing. Just keep working. Just keep working. That's what keep you get. That was your biggest advice so to he, me. He, he, he said the key word. And, you know, I have nieces and nephews, you know, Uncle Larry, how would you do? said, so, you know, every day I went in, especially in semiconductor, they would have layoffs every two, three years. I said, I'm going to be, try to be the most valuable guy every day. Yeah. But it was 20 years. He used the right word, grinding. Like that interstellar IPO, that was after 21 years of grinding. You know, it's not, it doesn't it just, just doesn't well, I mean, but you got to just keep grinding. You had away. a career, though, no matter what, if you got fired, let's just say you got laid off. You're an engineer. You're a pretty intelligent guy. You understand that market. They get paid pretty good. He's different. Yes. And, and I only, I'm not saying yeah. you, you're both yes. very successful. No, you're He's right. more you're of a street guy. Now, That's I'm different too because right. I'm a, a I was in a more of a structured Right. Kind so of you had a, like, yes. I, I call it a, uh, a, a career path. A push his head. Yeah, well, you had did. A career path. You're a street guy. And I know you pretty good, lad. Hey, last call. You guys just push your mics out. You guys are talking. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry, man. Good. I know you because I'm a street guy. You're a street guy. Sure. You had no fucking fall. Like, I don't think of a fallback. My fallback is I'm going to rob everybody. And I don't mean it to be funny. If you no, ever see that, me come here in a three-piece suit, that's a career, get the fuck that's away That's a career me. path, I guess. The reality you know is... I, mean? I, I you love do, you guys. That's yeah. why... You do something, and then you find out that you're good at it, and then, you know, you apply all the but things. But what did you do? See, that people are going to want to know, so oh, I he says that, but what did he do? So my dad's... Uh, I saw my dad, you know, immigrant to this country. And you're his, immigrant from... Uh, Cuba. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I saw my dad work, you know, two or three jobs. So the work ethic was kind of instilled and he worked construction. He was a glazer. So glass and glazing is uh, a little bit different than your regular construction job. You deal with, with glass, you know, whether it's uh, building you know, storefronts at you know, Circle K or, you know, a glass building or whatever it is. So uh, I saw that and, you know, I, I, I kind of grew up hearing about it. And when I got old enough to, uh, to start working, that was a natural progression. You know, I wasn't going to go to, uh, you know, into engineering or anything like that because I just didn't have that opportunity uh, laid out for me. But I did go into construction and I, I kind of knew a little bit about it. So, um, so construction, you, you, yeah. you, you're at what age? I'm um, 18 years old. Okay, out of high school? Did you graduate I'm out high school? I'm out of high school. Did you graduate? I graduated high school, yeah. I went I'm to, say, I, I did. No, I went to college I for a little bit. Up. And I said, you know what? This now I got a college degree. It's not for me. You know, I had to work. You know, my parents didn't have means. I didn't have, you know, the, a formal education or uh, my parents, because they were immigrants, they didn't have uh, that push. Hey, hey, Nick. Yeah, I'll take a little ice. Yeah, I didn't have that push yeah, to appreciate have them push me to get an education. Everything was like, we need to make a living. We need, you know, food on the plate. You know, so all of it was, and I would, and I wasn't going to burden you know, because I saw their struggle, I wasn't going to burden them. That's just me with having, you know, going to school and having them pay or, you know, struggle right. with that part of They have their own struggles, you know, work three jobs, mom, stay at home, mom. Love that. I'm not going to just go in there and say, hey, by the way, I'm going to need 10 grand to go to school yeah, every yeah, year, yeah. you know. You didn't come with a silver spoon in your mouth. Right. So for me, it was a little bit None different. None of did, actually. No. For me, it was a little different. So I said, you know, and... Because of my background, because of what, what, I, what I saw every day with my, thank you, thank you. So what I saw every day, I was like, you know what, I got to go out and get a job, you know, and what do I got to do? You know, I started going out, uh, I went up to Atlanta for a while and I started building custom homes because I had some background. Just from like guts work, meaning like yeah. you went into a place and said, hey, listen, I, can, I, I know construction a little bit. I'm not well, good, but. Well, uh, you know, I started out as just a regular old laborer, Joe, okay. you know, you know, 
uh, digging ditches and humping plywood. What was the term you said earlier? Because I wanted the audience to know. You were doing something. It was just called what? Digging ditches. No, but D H D. He had a PhD. PhD. He, had a he PhD. has a PhD. A what is it? Post hole diggers. You know, post hole digger. Post hole digger. Digging holes. Digging ditches. PhD. Pouring concrete. So I went up to so, Atlanta for a while. My, my cousin was living up there, and I started building custom homes. And uh, I go to work for a subcontractor that was. He had like three or four crews of Mexican kids that were building these, you know, really nice houses. And this guy was an American guy, and he was, you know, he hired me on as a laborer. He didn't speak one lick of Spanish. And now I knew Spanish and English, and here he is with, you know, three or you're four. You're bilingual, so you're, bilingual, now you're so, a translator. So I'm, I'm the translator, and I'm like, kind of like the go-between. And I didn't know a whole lot about, you know, construction. I knew about, a lot about glazing, but I didn't know construction, general construction. So the 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 guys that were working general construction for the guy building custom homes, they kind of taught me, you know, kind of the Mexicans kind of brought me in, you know, I was Spanish, you know, I knew good Spanish and uh, I was kind of like the go between. I would, you know, tell them, you know, what, what the guy wanted and this and that. And uh, it was a big relief for them because it was, you know, it was like pulling teeth before the guy was, he was a raging alcoholic and he would show up, you know, 6.30 by 11 o'clock, he was in the tank and passed out in the truck. But, uh, you know. That's the owner. That's the owner, yeah. But he had all these guys that were willing to bust his, their asses for him, you know. And uh, they were doing pretty good on their own before I got there. And then we really started ramping it up when I got there. And before you know it, I become like the lead. I'm not, I'm not the lead guy for him, but I'm like the guy that's taking the orders from the owner and then taking them and you, telling you, them. You're, you're, you got and I'm, learn, and I'm learning, smart, and I'm learning, and I'm learning. Like me so, with the mobsters, really. So I, I, I start learning the stuff, and uh, I got pretty good at it, you know. Two fingers to forehead, I start learning stuff, and I start putting it together. And they start making some money, but this guy, I could not work. For, I mean, I couldn't stay there a long time because he was just, you know, abusive as hell, and, you know, he just treated everybody like dirt. But, but look at the valuable lessons. But the value, learn about people. The value there was, you know, learn from the guys that are actually doing the work, you know. So after that, soon after that, I had an opportunity to come down and, uh, and start working um, for another guy that had just started a company. And this is in Atlanta? No, this is down in Florida. So. Back to home. You back went back home. to Miami? Yeah. I had my, my girlfriend at the time, which is my wife today. I've been with her for 32 years. But she kind of wrote me to come back down south. And this guy just started a company. You should come and help him. I'm like, I'm making 20. I'm 22 years old. I'm making 23 bucks an hour in Atlanta. Back then. Back then. I'm, I'm, that's, that's, yeah. that's 30 I'm, years I'm, ago, man. I'm king that's 30 shit. years ago. I'm king that's, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm... Uh, I'm Living a pretty good life in Atlanta, so uh, this is back ninety what ninety three ninety. Oh, I was in Atlanta myself in ninety seven. Yeah. yeah, but you were locked up in. Atlanta. It was in a penitentiary. It's a different yeah. deal. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting like 30, 30, 30 cents an hour. Yeah, yeah. so I come back Making down. License plates or something. <laughs> I come back down and I start working for this guy, and I'm telling my wife at the time, she's like, "I just want you to come down," and you know, we had a long distance relationship, and she's like, "I want you to come down and work for this guy. He just started his company," and I was like, "Well, what does he do?" Well, he pressure washes racetrack gas stations. They had just started racetrack. Yeah. So racetrack, the company? The chain. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, chain. the chain. The chain. The they're everywhere. And I'm like, uh, I'm, not, I'm not really a pressure washer. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, uh, I go, uh, well, well, what does it pay? You know, fuck, pay me. I'll, I'll come. I'll do anything. She goes, well, it doesn't pay very much. You just started. That doesn't sound very good. But you also think there's a <laughs> woman there you love. Uh, she, she I got to like, say both of you, lads, you both got great wives. Oh, I, mean, I know both of your wives very well. Like, and just saying, 
that takes a lot because oh, yeah. they stood by you guys when you probably work zillions of hours and yeah. really you got both good wives. I know them. Maybe they think I'm nuts, but you got good nah, wives. They, no, they, they, love they know I'm nuts. Carol, but no. Carol's also, so she tells me, yeah, but you can be close to me. So, you know, mm, mm-hmm. I, I come down. Yeah. It, wasn't hard. So it, it mean, really wasn't hard, people. So Trust I, me. I mean, <laughs> She's beautiful. She's a looker she's too. A, she's a, so it was a, not hard for either of these guys. We're online, right? So Polish yeah, Italian yeah, lady, are. beautiful woman. She's great. So uh, I come over and uh, I meet these guys. I meet the first crew that I'm on. I'm used to you know working you know in a subdivision, you know multi million dollar houses back then. You know three four story houses, and I'm and I ride up to middle of Alligator Alley. Uh, we're gonna go work at, uh, and if you don't know where Alligator Alley is, it's it's, oh, the, it's between you know Fort Lauderdale and Naples, and it's just a big stretch of nothing road. It's called Alligator. What year Alley is this now? Now you're back in this town. Is like at... 90, 95, 94, Oh, still, 95. still, still twenty five years from uh, 20, 30 years from now. Uh, yeah, where are we yeah. at? Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah so twenty eight. So it's twenty eight so oh, wow. years. So you good at man? So I come over so and I meet these guys. That, this looks like a pedophile van, dude. White van. She drops me off in the Scooby middle of van. Alligator Alley. We're gonna go and work at Big Cypress, which is uh, oh, Indian, reservation, oh, wow. Indian Reservation. And I have no idea what I'm gonna do. You know, I'm I'm coming to meet these guys. I talk to the owner of the company. Yeah, whatever. I meet these guys. There's a van, unmarked van. They open the door. There's all kinds of tools and shit everywhere. You know, and I'm, there's this fucking guy. that has got a beard, but. Like, down here, is he a white top beard? Is he a white guy? Two big rednecks, you know. So here I am, this brown kid, you know, young guy, and they're like, I'm like, I'm the helper again, you know. And I didn't care. I was like, What are we doing? Uh, get in, we're going, you know. So I'm like, Carol, get Carol waves, kidnapped. Carol waves, kidnapped. <laughs> she's gone, you know. And uh, I get in with these guys, and we go out to Big Cypress, and they're going to build this massive, huge playground system out there in the middle of, the, in the middle of. Cypress, you know, big Cypress you know well. for the Indian kids, you know. So we did that, and I came back, and I'm like, you know, I, I just, you know, worked, you know, I worked for, I don't know, three. Was or four. it backbreaking work? Yeah, it was. Okay, it's, I just wanted to. I mean, it, so, so you're one of those kids. I tell young people today, work hard, and and just people want you to show it'll up. Take, and work it'll hard. take you where you. you know, it, it'll take you where you need to be, I guess. You know, so I, I, you know, I did it for a while, and I, you know. As I did it, you know, I, again, I got pretty good. I learned from the guys around me. I learned from all the older people that had all the experience, and I got good. You listen, hey, I want to hold the clipboard. You can't fucking hold the clipboard. I hold the clipboard. Exactly. You dig the ditch, <laughs> but I want to hold the clipboard. You can't hold the clipboard unless I hold it. Well, how do I get the how do I get to hold the clipboard? You got to do it for ten story. years before yes, you hold the clipboard. Yeah. Fuck, I'll dig the ditch. You know, so you dig the ditch and you learn. You know, and you learn it over time. You, you know, repetition. You know, you, I you know. well, media came along and now nobody wants to dig the ditch. No, it's not even that. So I, much. I think everybody wants it. You know, now. Oh well, yeah, they see these. You know. These viral kids. But, oh, like, no, no. Oh, like, he's right. It's my hard because I've done my share of digging dishes. <laughs> so over the course of time, I, I ended up, you know, I got myself in a position where I was able to buy the company from the guy. Wait, wait a minute. Stop. That does not. You you, you missed something. I'm telling <laughs> yeah, you, the audience, yeah, yeah. stop it last. Because I know you, and you're such a guy, but you can't tell my audience, I worked hard. And then I got a position to buy the company. Well, no. Something well, happened, happened in between. What, you make yourself invaluable, right? Right. Exactly. And uh, you make yourself invaluable to the company. And then the uh, the owner eventually said, hey, listen, you know, he, he very smart guy. Very smart guy. He said, uh, listen, he didn't say this out, out and out, but I kind of, this is what I gathered. You know, I can't afford to lose you. You run all the crews here. There was 16 
crews on the road. And, and how long are you working there? I was there, I was uh, 24, and you know, 30 years old. So I'm there for a while. Oh, you're there for six so years. Okay. He gives me, he, he gives me 20% of the company. Just gifts it to me. So you don't quit. So I don't quit. Really? Because I'm like, he knows. I'm, I'm making my own contacts. I'm bringing in business. I've got all the crews. See, there's what he's missing out so the, telling people. So the, so the, his communication so the owner, skills. So the owner, being the smart guy that he is, I'm an earner. I'm a soldier, you know? He's like, I'm going to no give that. you 20% of the company, you know? And this guy wasn't a businessman per se. He was a, a musician. So he kind of, you know, we kind of muddled through it for a while. And uh, he gives me 20%. And uh, me, you know, being a young guy, I was like, yeah, I'll fucking take it. Hell yeah. You know, yeah. It, you know so we did that. And, and then I got now, on the road. Now, stop. Are you, at this point, are you getting work? Are you getting contracts? Are you doing oh, yeah. different? Oh, yeah. You get so, what I mean? I mean, you're not just digging ditches or, or running a no, crew. Well, you know, it's still, you're, I'm a, I'm a what, they, what, what they would call a working manager. So you're out on a job. And back then, there was no, we had like Mava. Mavica cameras. You would take pictures of your yeah. work. You know, they had the little three and a half inch floppy disk. They probably nobody oh probably God. knows what that is. I know. And then you, and then you had like yeah. a Nextel phone. You'd yeah. call, you know, it's a, what push a radio. Talk, so I had, oh uh, my God. I had talkie like yeah, two radios, a camera. So I was working, and at the same time, I was running, you know, four or five crews. There was another guy that was running four. So or five now crews. you're really mad. You're going to crew to crew, making sure they're doing everything. No, no, no. I'm running my own jobs and still making money, but I'm consulting basically consulting with all these new guys that are coming into the company and you're doing that because you get 20 percent. correct okay. I, I have yeah, a vested yeah, interest yeah. in okay. making sure that these guys succeed so the more that we do the more that i get paid That's what i tell him so you got to kind of duplicate your efforts you know anything that you do you try to do more than one time so that you can get the, the return so after that after a while of that um i just saw the opportunity and and from that business we spun off and we were building playgrounds for mcdonald's you missed for, that now you say you spun off you're still working for the guy with the beard. Yes. Okay. You didn't spin off. He or you came. Somebody we, came we, with we, him and we said. We grew the business to the right. point where somebody came to us and said, hey, listen, man, you guys know so much about this product that you're putting in for every all of these other vendors. And did they come to you or did they go to him? No, they came to, they, well. I mean, I mean, let's say, oh, you went and got them. The deal for us was we were doing a bunch of work. I was doing work. We were doing work for McDonald's and we were doing work for Burger right. King. And we're building all these, these gotcha. very expensive uh, the play, playground, play, playground systems, right? So uh, after a while, I got really tired of being on the road and all the crews were worn out because when you deal with McDonald's, they're selling 59 cent hamburgers and they're the largest landowner in the country, you know, commercial landowner in the country. So everything is micromanaged. So the first job you'd take with them would be, we're going to pay you $5,000 to build this. By the time you're doing it for two years, they're building 2,500. They're, they're, they're charging, they're allowing you to build 2,500 bucks for it. So they'd shave you down. So they measure the ketchup, they measure the mustard, they measure the yeah. subcontractor. So <laughs> that's the way it works. And no, what I'm getting at, I'm, I, I, listen, you're definitely, I know you, but how does it get to their coming to you? It's got to be either your communication skills it's, it's, or your connection so, skills, people skills. No, so you're doing X amount of volume of work and we're in the South. So it's not like you're building stuff up in Minnesota where there's, you know, six months of work. We're building it year in, year out. So we got really, really good at it. Mm -hmm. So they start taking notice. You know, these guys, hey, we're going to... Who's uh, taking notice? The manufacturers that we're working with. Ah, for. okay. And that's these, what I and these manufacturers have reps that sell products. Hey, that's what you're right? And So some, you knew to go to that guy or get well, with that guy. We're, we're, we're basically dealing with all the reps and doing all the work for all the reps that are selling all this stuff. But the manufacturers are taking notice. And... Uh, they, you know, some of those manufacturers, some of those reps are not very good. 
you know, they kind of suck. So the manufacturers said, hey, listen, these guys are building it. They're great. They're great with the customers. They make money. They make us money. They make us look good. Why don't you guys sell for us and we'll teach you how to sell and you guys, you know, keep doing what you're doing and you can sell for us and build for us and just service the whole thing. So that's kind of where it took off. And once we started doing that, there was an opportunity to kind of spin off the construction part of it to, you know, to a rep firm where we were actually selling the product. And from selling the product, and I don't want to bore you to tears, but from selling the product, we had the sales part, we had the uh, installation part, we had the service part. So we were doing this whole fiefdom thing. And from there, there was opportunities to develop products within that same area. And, and obviously, you develop a product, which we is, develop is, is, is the, the service, product, the, the service. service. The service and and that's it. how you, but where where's the point in your head you're saying, okay, I got to buy this company or somehow get more of this company from that guy. Like, I look at, like, I always equate everything to either the mob or my life. You know, I mean, what yeah. I do now. Uh, it's about effort, right? So when, yeah, I, started, when, I, started, effort, when I started thinking about it, it wasn't, it wasn't like... And you're, you're 30 years old, so you're still um, a young guy. I'm making plenty of money. I'm never home. I spent 80 days at home. In a, out, of a year. Time, out, yeah. out of a year. So it sucked. So I never thought about it like, I'm going to take my partner out, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. I, it was just about an effort. I'm putting in so much effort. And this guy's putting in this much effort. My you have effort, to be recognized. My effort was like yeah. drowning the other the Absolutely. other guy's effort. And when it drowns the other guy's effort, and it wasn't malicious and it wasn't like intentional, but all the, the all want. the business that was running, it wasn't go, it wasn't being brought to the own, to the guy that owned the majority shares. It was being brought to me. And then I would have to go and sit and fucking baby step the the owner through what we were planning on doing or what the stuff was happening. And uh, again, very, very smart guy. He started realizing that, you know what? This kid knows his shit. I'm and gonna, that's it. I'm going to get out of this and I'm going to make a mint because I'm going to ride this pony all the way home. Now, now, you when know? you ended up buying the company with the right. guy, obviously you figured out how much they're making doing stuff. Because you're not like, I look at me, what I've learned in business. A lot of my learning comes from guys like him or you just even bullshit one for 10 minutes. You see me, and I, and I asked, yeah. what was your best move? What, how do you do right. it? And he told me a few things. Larry, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Grind. And gr grind. I remember that. And you know, I'm a grinder. If nothing yeah. else, I'm a grinder. And I made my mistakes. Fuck. I make them all the time. I overdo instead of, I buy everything instead of should get into. You know, so much you learn in business. That's just life. You learned it at 30, right? Mm -hmm. So you're saying to yourself, how do I get to that point I'm trying to do it because I'll tell you a quick story what happened with a kid. I had a guy come to me since I've been out, and this is years ago, and he, he goes, Larry, do you know anyone who can give this kid? He's an ex-con a job. Right. I said, yeah, I got a guy who owns a lawn service, and he said, yeah. So the guy worked for the lawn. I said to the ex-con, I said, listen, you had your one break. Fuck it. This is it. If you fuck up, you're gone. End yeah. the story, you're gone. Right. But if you work hard, don't complain. Just show up every day. Grind. Work hard for this guy. You're going to do good. He does this for six months. I only noticed after the fact. The owner of the company says, hey, listen. He goes, I'm going on vacation. Could you watch the crew? They had a, uh, one crew, but a big crew. He watches the crew. He does great. Doesn't say anything. Doesn't do anything. Six months after that, because now the guy's there for like a year and a half as a, as, a, as a long guy. The guy says, hey, listen, I got this little 12 houses that, that want to be done, but I can't do them. He goes, do you want to do them? But you have to do them on your own time, which is the weekend. And you can't leave me, at least for six months or a year, something like that. And, and he says, sure. He goes, but I don't, I don't own a, a mower. He goes, you have a pickup truck. 
I'll sell you a mower. I'll sell you the thing. Perfect. Put the thing in the truck. He says, sure. This kid worked his balls off. Does that job on the weekends. Does that. Now, that kid, and I just saw him not long ago, is in Boca Raton in one of the biggest. That's four crews worth millions of dollars. And all from just hard work. And he got, like, the outskirts of golf courses and stuff in Boca. And he goes, Larry, your advice to me about just... Shutting up, working hard, showing up. I think it's almost the advice I give to people. Show up every fucking day. Don't bitch. Yeah. Because they want it. I call it the now generation. Everybody wants it now. I want to I want, I want to be a millionaire now. I want to be successful now. Yeah, you'll get there if you just keep working hard. No, yeah, well, he said it earlier, right? He said he worked. It wasn't a means to an end where he had this plan. That was the end goal. Was, was that right? same it with you? Just, yeah. It was just a grind. Well, I, I, I want to end your story. Show up, I wanna, and then yeah. I want to ask yeah. both of you some yeah. good questions. I want to So now you buy the company, right? You do buy it outright? Well, Does he get out? Well, what ends up happening is, you know, uh, my par- my partner at the time, the majority partner at the time. Now you pretty, have a partner? Oh, the, the, the guy with the, the beard. Guy, the guy with the beard, yeah. yeah. He, he has, he has, he, he's got enough going on with what we're doing. And then we have an opportunity because we, we had introduced another uh, brand and I'm trying to put this surfacing thing together and I get a supplier and I'm doing what I got to do to kind of develop this product because I said, we're never going to make any money working for somebody else. We got to work for ourselves. We got to make the product that we're putting in. So eventually... Um, I get involved with, the, with one of our suppliers that uh, I become friendly with. I travel around the world with them. Uh, we're looking for equipment and, and uh, raw materials to develop this product. And I, and I start learning about that business all the time. Now, at this point, I'm no longer involved in you know the dig ditching and all that, but I'm still involved in the company. I mean, I, I, but I, you I, know every position in the company, right? 100%. Yeah, and it's okay. not, and nothing is beneath me. You know, I clean the toilets if you need me to. Whatever needs to be done, I'm going to do it. And it's not because, because I'm now responsible not just for my livelihood and my income, but I've got you know, yeah, there's people. sixty people yeah. that I'm involved in. They're right. looking at me like a pit bull, trying to make me, you know, trying. Hey, where's my paycheck? Where's you know, I got families, and so, so the business has to evolve. And it was never, you know, I say that now, and I, I reflect on it because I'm a little older now. But it was never a situation where I said, you know what. I'm going to do this. And it's always about the money. Anybody tells you it's not about the money, he's lying. You know, but it's, but you don't look at it from that perspective because you don't really make any money until you get there. You know what I mean? And you really never get there. You just don't. You just, you're always grinding. You're always grinding. Uh, you wonder when it's yeah. going to hit, but then you realize what you, you have after know, that. But, but yeah. when you, you know, 20 years later, you look, look at this trail of shit I got here and it's worth something. And the biggest thing from, from a business development standpoint, it always has to be worth something to somebody else other than you. If it's only worth something to you, you're going to work that. You're going to work that job for the rest of your life. Everybody's got to win and, is and, what and I say. And that's okay. If you want to you want to yeah. make your own job and you want to work and you want to make a good good living for your family, wonderful. But if you want to develop a business and sell it and have it, you know, allow you to retire, you have to develop it so it's worth something to somebody else other than you. So Meaning the, guy, you have to the old guy wants to get out. ZZ Top wanted to get he out. He never really wanted to get out. Oh, you bought him out. But he, he had to get out. So I, You can't put him in concrete like we used to do. You, <laughs> you, so what did you, you, you get him out somehow? I mean, you buy, so, I mean, what happened? That's important. So what ends up happening is uh, from the business that we started, which was a construction business and then the rep firm, which we're repping now the products that we're building, uh, we develop a product and a brand. And uh, I spent a lot of time on the product and a, and a brand away from this other business, which it was pretty well set up. It was departmentalized. It had enough staff and, and enough uh, and resources. And I got to stop you one second. Where did you learn that? 
just from watching because I never learned that. I'm learning it. And I make my mistakes along the way. You come from more structured with Harris and all this, divisions. What the fuck I know about divisions? I, I'm lucky I got my sister that helps me with these other kids because I couldn't handle them. It's nece- I guess it was not necessity, but maybe ambition is what, yeah. what happens. Okay. You know? You get a little and did ambitious. you learn from reading or something? I mean, uh, uh, just uh, school hard knocks, man. It's, okay. uh, you know, one of the things that I learned a lot from was from Disney. You know, Disney was one of our big clients <laughs> the in the mouse. beginning. The owns the world. Those guys, man, they're <laughs> monsters. They're an octopus. But I learned a lot from them. They just won't take no for an answer. They're going to get what they want, no matter what it is. They're going to do it, and you know, whatever price they're going to pay, they're they're going to pay it. You know, so and I, and I, and I didn't realize it. Uh, looking back on it now, yeah, I lost ton of money you know do, developing the surfacing but they were the they were the impetus behind us developing a surfacing that was that can support you know 20 20 000 foot traffic counts an hour uh has Kids, the heads, elongation of tear impact attenuation all that stuff came from like disney because it wasn't really when we developed that product which is a, a surface that kids can fall on and not break their heads was uh it wasn't really anything out there that you can kind of key off of so what, what I had to do was kind of glom on to Disney, and they're like, this is what we want, this is how we want it to react, this is what we so want to do. ate a lot of shit from Disney to we get lost, where you're at. We lost a lot of money. I, I say that. What, and they knew it, and they and this is the big part. Guys that need you more than, than you need them, they will pay you to learn. So you're either going to go to school, and you're going to pay a bunch of money for a degree, and they're gonna, you're going to learn what you learn, and then you're going to go out there. And really learn it. And really learn it. Well, not have to pay as much. Uh, but, you know, if you learn it on, on the street, you know, like standing on the street corner selling drugs. You're going to learn it. The guy's going to rob you. The guy you're going to make money on. So it's the same concept. So these guys allowed us to make money on them, knowing that we were going to fail. But they had a, they had a means to an end. They needed this product. They needed to keep kids safe. They wanted to let the audience know. Laz's company developed a uh, a playground, I guess, floor. Yeah, floor. A playground floor, floor, rubbery floor. that you see in all parks now. That if your kid hit his head, he's not going to really get yeah, killed. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's it's not concrete. Yeah, it's, it's it's called impact, and it's impact resi- impact attenuation. Yeah, there's. I mean, a, I learned from you. Just yeah, there's a there's a a formula that that says that. And, uh, and that's a whole story in itself. Yeah, we're going to get that's not, a whole not thing. on this show. But we're going to. What I wanted to do also, so you you end up buying a company from ZZ Top, whatever, yeah. right? I'm calling ZZ Top. Yeah. Well, you charged. You did it. I mean, he's right. The long beard. And I didn't. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't do this on my own. The whole time. When you that, say you didn't do it on your own, no. I, w- First of know, all, I know your wife Carol had a lot to do with it. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm working. I'm working this thing, and I'm developing this stuff that I have no idea what I'm doing. You but had a partner in that. The, the ZZ Top was my only partner. That's but what, I'm what I was doing the whole time was I was bringing in consultants that knew more about accounting, that knew more about testing, that knew more and about And you went this. through a lot of everything. I went through a Boy, show. I'm doing that now, and it's killing me, and I hate you it. You have to pay for it. You either it. You have to go to school and pay for it, and, or and you just it. hire I these guys. I want to kill some of them. But not all consultants are good consultants, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you grind oh, through them. I just spent 25000 on a consultant. At the, at the, so oh. you grind through them, and you find the right guy with the right fit. And I was fortunate enough to find the guy that, you know, the right guy that can lead me through. And it, and it just, just, you know, people trial say. trial and error? Trial and error. And, account, and, and it was a, a great CPA and accountant. He started out doing our taxes once a year. And then he, he saw the business, and he saw the struggle. And he's like, and then the downturn came. <laughs> and he said, I'm going to get rid of. 80% of my clients, and I'm only going to keep the top 20%. The 80% of headaches I'm getting rid of, the top 20% I'm keeping, and my, my staff can handle that, and I'm going to just take five of my top clients, and I'm going to dedicate one day a week to them. You're one of my top clients. You want in? I go, you're going to come work for me for one day a week? 
Damn right, I want you. Damn, that, that's a yeah. and great I paid, thing. And I paid that. him a shit. Pot. So what you say is you, 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 luck, luck. Man, that, that's you have that's, to be a little lucky. Yeah. No, no, uh, nobody. Everybody knows his luck. Yes. I mean, I always Absolutely. tell people I got. And lucky. you have to. And you, not only is it luck, but you have to recognize it when it hits you in the face. Because somebody tells you, yes. "Hey, I'm going to come and sit in your office one day a week, Wednesday, and it's going to cost you 800 bucks for that day." Wow, what 800 bucks dope. back then. You know, I was yeah. like 800 bucks, man. I got to sell a lot but of shit worked. for $800, but I was like, I could probably get eight, I probably get $8,000 from this guy for the day that yeah. he's going to spend with me. So what we went they, through the books. What do they say about luck when like uh, preparation and opportunity? Yeah. Like hit, yeah. Meet oppor- it's not really yeah. like luck, but. When your preparation meets opportunity. You know, you I look at, like, even my now, as a person who's legit, I look at it and say, uh, <laughs> I look at it. Semi-legit. I shouldn't have said that, but okay. I look at it like I know the luck came from me, as crazy as it sounds, is I hit YouTube on COVID. People were yeah. locked in their yeah. house. Yeah. So they had yeah. to, and I went somewhat, Nick will tell me, he, he knows YouTube very well. Like I hit it and not many people, no, very, very, very few people have hit it like I did it where you go to the moon right. and you get it. And now I understand it. And now you keep developing it because most of the guys who did what I did and stopped, They've stopped. We're still growing slower, but we're growing. And it, 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 it's a... I think a you, lot... You of, get what I mean? So yeah, I get yeah. the luck part. It's now not only recognizing it, it's also, in my opinion, is making sure you try enough to go different routes. Like you I think, did I think with it, the development. I think you something. can go into different rabbit holes, which can spin you out of control and basically tear you apart. You know, especially... Uh, People that are headstrong and, and alpha types that, you know, Not they have, me. The, well, I mean, everybody, everybody, anybody, just because you're, if you're just because you're a business person doesn't mean that you're a good business person, that you're always going to be that. So it's a development thing. So you always have to be striving. You always have to be looking for the next thing. You have we're to, all headstrong guys. You have to Let's look for the that. opportunities as they come, as they come to you. You can't just say, I've made it. I've got here. I'm just going to ride this pony. So I developed this product uh-huh. that's awesome and it's wonderful and i can't I, the trade shows there's people and it's, it's all over the world now correct? it's everywhere and uh you know what that's amazing we, we we in very very short order we got taken over and mauled over by bigger guys with more money and, but we were like we were like the godfathers of the product okay, are, are you out i'm all the way out okay you're all there when did you decide okay you build it you get it you develop a product now obviously you said very successful guy how do you do you say when uh, the reason I'm asking you, and not my, only for my audience, the myself, de- the de- what, at what point do you say? I'll tell time. you, the, the determining factor for me was when my wife got pregnant and I was going to have a daughter. That was you, like, it wasn't a business way. It wasn't. It wasn't. Really? I looked at it and I was like, I looked at my dad. My dad worked. For, my dad actually ended up working for me, which was great. I it was a blessing, you know. Um, but uh, I was like, man, my old man worked till he was 75 years old. I'm not going to be that guy. You know, my dad was never home. I love my father and I worship the ground he works so walks on, but I didn't get to spend a lot of time with him. I, mean, I saw his work ethic and I loved him for it and all that, but I didn't get to know the man until wow. till he started working for me. Then and you I, didn't want that with your I didn't daughter. want that with my daughter. So I said, you know what? I'm going to work till you know, till I turned this age. And by that time, I'm hoping to be able to offload all this stuff and be in a position where I can go pick her up at school or I can take her to karate, whatever I want to do, I'm going to do. So it's not, I don't do it today, you know, thankfully, and I'm blessed to even say this, but I do the things that I want to do as opposed to the things that I have to do. Well, you know, I look at both of you guys, obviously. And timing is a big big part of it. But timing is everything. And I look at you guys for your one of your age of retirement, somewhat retirement. I call it retirement. 
you know, you were 10 years ago or 12 years ago, 2012. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Yeah, 12, yeah. yeah, it is. It's 2013. You were 54, you were 50? 53. 53, and you a couple of years already, you know, or a year ago. I, still, I mean, I still do, we still, I still do plenty. I mean, and I, I still, every, still, your, your stories remind me of like my life because my dad used to hide money from me. That was his job for me. But <laughs> he did, he actually Shocker. did. Shocker. <laughs> but, and I also look at my, like, I'm not, I don't know if I could, one, I'm not near it because I was building and building and building. And in fact, I'm only doing this for three years, three and a half, four, you know. That's I'm, amazing. I, That's it, amazing. It's, yeah. And I look at it like I, I would never have pictured me in this legitimate exactly. shit yeah. ever or you guys. Yeah. But what inspires me is, and I hope it inspires young people like Nick and people who are with me and going to, taking the ride and you got that work ethic. Because I think I look at young people and say, the most important talent you can have is that work ethic of not quitting and learning. And have, you got to be smart, obviously. You keep making the same mistake, I mean, you're a fucking you have to be a little. You have happen. to be a little lucky. You have to have the work ethic. You have to be willing to grind. And, willing, you know, a lot of, especially if you don't have a family. You know, family makes a big impact. And if you don't have a support structure at home, whether it's a wife and or a both, girlfriend. you both have great wives. I mean, and that's, and, that, and, that's, and that's one of the biggest. I know yeah. Martha and I know your wife, Carol. And yeah. they're just... I don't mean, I mean, they just, I always watch them around you guys, both of you. You don't know. I look, I'm very observant of people. That's one of my talents, I think. That's how I survived prison. People say, Larry, you were a fighter. You, you did crazy shit. Yeah, but that, that didn't survive me in prison. What survived me in prison is my, see the fight before it came, see the riot before it came. You know, yeah. feeling your, feeling yeah. your surrounding and understanding. We, as we say in prisoners, I could feel tension in a room. And I know when it's going to You got to know off. people. And yeah. You got to know yourself, too. Absolutely. And I know what I'm capable of doing. Sometimes that's not good. But I look also at the surroundings I'm in and when I'm comfortable. Am I too comfortable? Why am I comfortable? Right. So it, just things. And I love, that's why I love, you know, you guys. That's why there's certain people I know I could open up to. There's certain people I know yeah. I can't. And that's okay. And right. that, that's cool. Right. You know, exactly. that's, well, yep. okay. I wanted my audience to see how you're successful Young people can get out at that age because I got a lot of young kids. I got two guys. Who are they? The three guys or four guys in Boston? He work, they work with Nick so much because Nick's running them, and they are freaking go getters and they are young. And yeah, I'm looking I think, at I think this, it's, I'm saying, it's easy. Wow, it's like tech shit. Laugh. You're it's a like tech the, guy, but it's like the pinata effect today where. We didn't have, I didn't have that technology and that barrage of influence the whole time trying to get me to do something or right. be something right. or, you know, right. it was, it was, you know, right. I was singularly focused because I didn't have all this distraction that was, you know, chicks or bars or do oh, this yeah, or do you that or opportunity over here. I forgot. Yeah. So you have, you have, <laughs> you're able to, well, I mean. You had balance. I had, it yeah. wasn't even so much balance, but I wasn't, uh, there wasn't a distraction. I was like, and it wasn't like, I'm just going to focus on this and this, I'm going to be the best guy doing that. It wasn't even that. I just didn't have all this shit coming at me all the time. So this is the only thing I, I knew I, I wanted to do and I, and I was good at it and I was able I, I'm to. I'm pushing back and I'm going to push back on this and I get both of you because I want to ask you a question of final, but I'm going to push back on that. You had a lot of shit going up. You were able to handle it. There are a lot of people who can't handle. I got a lot of shit coming at me. You all had to. And you, like you said, that four months was so stressful. Your certain time, you had to be so. You must have had crews fucking up, doing things. You had a lot coming at you. You just were able to handle it. You didn't let it fluster you where you fucked up your life. I'm, I'm able to I more now. My it's days, not, not, you know, because I come from a different you thing. You know what? I think, I think the support structure at home. That was my, you know, when I come over that bridge, I was like, this, but no, it, it you didn't. cut it off. Bullshit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You went home and you fucking had I your spent, business I in had your a, head. I had a brand new wife and I, and I spent 80, 
80 days at home. Lads, let me explain 80 something. days at Lads, home out of a year. I don't give a fuck. In those 80 yeah. days, you're still thinking business. Absolutely. No, I You did. went to bed thinking business I like was, you did. 100%. 100%. Huh? I could never turn it off. You can't turn it off. I can't turn it off. When I sold my manufacturing business, it was the worst eight months of my entire life. And this is, uh, and my, this is, this this is, this this is no lie. No lie. I, I, go through the, I go through the sale, and I'm selling, I'm, I'm selling a company that's <laughs> I'm selling a company that's a microscopic compared to the, the people that are buying it. You know, it's a nine hundred million dollar company buying this little yeah. piece of crap company. So they expect to have me to have all the same resources that this huge company has. So I'm making stuff up on the fly. You know, we want to know the last five years of all your employees and where the uh, the guys that you fired and where they're at. And are we going to get sued? All this stuff is like beyond me so it's me my bookkeeper my accountant filling all this paperwork that doesn't mean anything to me <laughs> but it's eight months of it Save so me. i'm just jacked eight months i'm like racking my brain we finally get to the closing and i'm, I'm sitting in my house in melbourne beach and these guys are sitting up in tennessee and uh, the money transfers the money transfers all the stock transfers everything's good i get all this money the accounts flush and i go over to my wife and i'm like the next morning i wake up and i'm still just jack, you know, energy. Yeah. I'm like, all right. You don't know what to do. We're paid. Yeah. You don't know what to do. I, I, I go right? to my wife. I go yeah. to my wife and say, hey, listen, you want to go on vacation? What do you want to do? Yeah. What do you want to buy? Yeah, She's know. like, I got to take Lindsay to school, man. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm like, well, let's let's do something. What do you want to do? Let's do that. And I was fortunate enough to still have, I had, at the time that I sold the biggest part, the biggest chunk of my, uh, my uh, businesses, I still had three or four businesses going on. So, she goes, I go, you want to go on vacation? No, we can't. I got to take Lindsay to school. I go, well, what about next week? Yeah, I got to work, lads. Yeah. And I'm like, and I look at her and I'm like. No, you don't. And I'm like, uh, uh, okay. And I'm like, you know, I'm still yeah. jacked from yeah, doing all exactly. this for eight months, know you know. You, yeah. So, uh, you know, the next morning I woke up after getting high, I, I woke up and I just got dressed and went back to work. Well, see, that, that was my question. For I went back to work. And this what with that. You, you guys obviously sold it. And I know myself. Listen, no matter what, I try to get away in whatever ways I can. But my mind is always thinking content. My mind is always thinking, what's the next podcast? Who am I know? Who again? No. Think different things. And then under, that's why I think this is so important for young people who watch my show. They always say, wow, Larry, you know, you, you, I, I don't like the hero word or, oh, you met. Don't, because I'm the most fucked up motherfucker you ever want to meet. So you don't want to be that kind of guy. But I have a good work ethic, I think. And I have a good. Uh, 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 people skills, you know, I read people more than I do anything, I think. Anywhere I go, it's that's the first thing you do. I, I first I size them up, can I kill them? I know it sounds crazy. <laughs> that really sounds crazy. I figure, oh, I can kill that guy, I can get his throat, I can get to where, you know, the way he stands. It's just a natural thing you do. But you guys have, I know, and I don't want people out there to think that these, these guys never let their business go. Am I correct? I mean, it was like you said, you, know, you, you could know, not. You know what so that for me, that that was the curse. I could never, it, I was on you the whole turn it time. Off. See, I'm See, like that. Since I re semi-retired, that's the thing now. I have free time. Like, I have more of a social, it was all about work. Even if I was out with friends. That's why you're great always, in writing the pool stuff. You know, I was always <laughs> so thinking tell, about work. It never, it it never, it it never it left it. me, you know? So it what was, do I do? What do I yeah, do now? See, what do I do now? I know you lived it. What do I do now? What I do now is I spend the majority of my time is consulting for small business owners, whether it's you, whether it's you, or or the landscaping guy or the electrician. I mean, I'm lucky to be your friends. 
obviously very close with you guys, but I have picked up more in little talk with you guys. And I hope my audience has picked up little things. You know, we have you. a we have a great group of sense. friends. We oh, have we, uh, we have eighteen or nineteen friends. Like, and they're all self made guys for Everyone. the most part. You know, we have doctors, lawyers, criminals. We have you criminals, know, we have everybody. <laughs> Every, sinners and saints. Everybody eating from yeah, the same trough. More criminals you know. than you think. But I'm going to tell you, it's one of the best experiences. After I I kind of shell, shelled out all my stuff, I was able to. I was just fortunate enough, and I think that I you agree. attract fortune by you know being a good person and being able to read people too. Yeah. You know, you can fall into a bad crowd or you can fall into a good, I was fortunate enough to fall into a good crowd and I probably have more uh, resources and stuff at my disposal now, whether it's business, banking, 100%. finance, totally. uh, construction, you know, I everything. about business plans. You everything. Know, listen, you think I know about, but what the fuck Larry know about? Uh, you know what I learned a lot? And I'll tell you, you're going to laugh at this. Uh, we were at Daytona and you, we, we were sitting around a fire late at night, pretty, pretty inebriated, yeah, pretty Floyd. fucked up. Just let's say that. And you were talking to me about certain shit, and it was about with, with lawsuits and shit, and I laughed. And, and I actually, that night, I went in my room, you know, in an artery, and I says, fucking guys got it together, meaning, like, you were pissed. And I, was, I loved I it, and I loved it. Because I see when I get pissed, sometimes, one, you, have, you could always have an outlet, but it's, I learned how much, now I hate them more than anything, or whether it's lawyers, how they fuck you, or how you might need them. Mine are different kind of lawyers, but they were. Now I look as a businessman and I said, I get the pressure of that. Because it's a pressure that's different than a regular pressure of business to business. Not it's somebody exactly. coming no. at you at, a, at an angle that has nothing to do with what you're doing. It's just another way to fuck you. Taking advantage. You exactly. Know? And I look at that as, okay, now I, I, I'm a little bit different because I look at it. Okay, I see where he's come from. How do I stop that? I blow his car up at night. No, I can't, uh, you I can't take it personal, though, right? No, so. but I, I still think there's ways. I there's mean, money. It's, I was, it's money. I was named in thirteen shareholder lawsuits after we <laughs> sold to Apple. Thirteen. Now, how did, now, did you down. have to buy your own lawyer? Hire your no, own lawyer? Apple. Apple provided. Now uh, we're going to end because this is great, and I, I I hope you guys are all right with opening up, and I hope we do come back maybe on a more. Uh, scale to talk about business because you guys are really a plethora of information I mean really and I think a lot of the audience like that because some of them sit there and I've heard them say I like sitting when you talk to an expert and now you let them talk because I used to in the beginning I used to say fuck it I just keep talking but you guys what's your final advice well, I was going to tell you a story yeah tell it yeah please this. do please do you know after uh, we sold to Apple it was a family friend who worked at a Big university here in Florida. Oh, fuck you. I'm sorry. He rotating in my job. And, you know, he said, will you come and talk to the graduate business students? Uh, where? It was, a, it was a big college in Florida. Okay, you don't <laughs> want to say. No. Good enough. And, uh, <laughs> no, but it. they wanted to talk about my experience. And, you know, what stood out, they wanted kind of my formula of how I got there. But I left them very disappointed. You know, I didn't, just what you were saying, it was like, look, you know, I grind, I worked hard. I was never they chasing They couldn't quantify that. Believe it or not, I wasn't chasing the big payday. It happened. You never chased but the was, sell? Did you have an out well, plan? Didn't you guys both have exit plans? No, not like the exit I had. No way. Did but, you? I, I, I targeted people, yes. The reason I ask, I had a master's professor do my business plan with FIT. Uh, you know, Donald Batar, you might know him who he is. So we sat down, took a six, we got him. I have a, a business plan, it's off the charts. 
I mean, spreadsheets and shit. And one of the first things we discussed was what's your exit plan? And that's a hard thing for me. Yeah. I'm just asking. See, I was ambitious. You you seem like that. I was ambitious, but I didn't map this out. Oh, yours is. You know, especially the place I was in career-wise. You You sold 370 million. Yeah, but you have these forks in the road. And I think back how many forks I had. And somehow... You navigate, navigated, you navigated them, yeah. And but what you know, position they like were you my, in the company at the time? No, I mean, even when I was low level, I had but all you these ended business. up being the if president. If I had taken the wrong fork, I wouldn't end it up here. And you know, they didn't really like my answer. But I said every time I came to one of those forks, you know, the answer was in my gut. You know, I said I don't know if it's Italian radar. Really? Did they just no, is that true? Is that true? Oh, I swear, deep down, I think it's. I'm so happy because my shit. Is no, like but he said it was all there. Like there was, but they wanted this formula. And I was like, I'm sorry, guys, I, I don't have this magic formula. You know, yeah, everybody hard. wants everybody. Got, everybody wants a silver forks. bullet. You no, know? no, no, these true. Forks, that. And then Very I decided true. what fork. But a question like with if that. I had taken the wrong one, wrong fork, I wouldn't end it up. Where but a question with that. Do you do you think there's always a point everybody's business that 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 that's going to happen absolutely i think so yeah and so I, what I, makes I, somebody I, successful and, and what makes somebody I, not successful is it fear is it you know risk takers we're all risk i'm a big risk taker obviously and i, I know think, I think elon musk I, I think, all the big people i think it's fear fear mm-hmm. fear is what stops 90 percent of people from being fear successful what failure Fear of whatever failure or losing not being your job, ju- losing your little job, kids not having home, an income. You know, yeah. I asked him that more yes. than anybody. And yeah. I'm, I'm fear, the answer. Fear, I think, because is the fear, number. Yeah. You had a, a somewhat background, I call it, to do that. No, something. but they had layoffs regularly. I had two little kids at home, a new mortgage. I mean, I had fear of losing. I think young my people job. have an advantage in this because I was when I was coming up in business, I was. I was too stupid to measure the fear, you know. I just jump in and just do it and grind. And if I fucked up, I just started again. And just, you know, I didn't have that. I didn't have anything that was anchoring me down or holding me back. And I had a good support. You structure. say you didn't. You really did, but you didn't put yeah, it. Yeah, but priority. I didn't put. I didn't. You had put, a wife. I, I had, I had yeah, a wife, and I had a family that was very supportive. And whatever I did, you know, I always looked at it from like I've got. You know, I always had that maybe that feeling that you know I'm super. I have to get this done. I, I, I don't have a choice. I have to be right. successful because I've got my parents yeah. that, you know, that are depending on me. I have my siblings yeah. that are depending yeah. on me. So uh, my wife. So it wasn't really a, a choice for me, but I was, you know, there was a lot, of, a lot of times I was like, what the hell am I doing? This is fucking idiotic. And at the same time, I was like, I'm going this way, you know? So for me, it wasn't, it wasn't so much, uh, you know, like a choice and I didn't see it as a joke. Maybe I, I can go back and look at it now. It's like, well, I could have done this. I could have done that. And I'm sure everybody has sec, uh, doubts. Uh, you're not done with this answer because I want to ask this. You did that speech with the, the school, whatever it was. Afterwards, did, what did you think of yourself? Did you say, because I speak at a lot of colleges, actually. I speak at FIT. I speak at the other, uh, Brevard. Well, it used to be Brevard. It could be now at Florida State. And I go there for a psychology class. I go for your other class. They asked me to come as a guest speaker. And, and I look afterwards. And I sometimes think, should have I said that or should I not said that? You know, especially with me. So, what, did you change the way you looked at things, or did you say it the same way every time? Or, I mean, you, well, you're, I you're right now. What are you? You're on a lot of boards right now for companies, a few, right? A few, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and w- do you tell people that the same way? Uh, do you say, listen, it's a, you know, we we can fuck this up, guys. It's our gut. Who's gonna make that decision? Who make you made the decision because you were in a position to make it. You too, obviously. But we're going to go into you. No, but I'm even talking when I was a lower level, just an engineer. I had opportunities to do this or that. And, 
you know, I'll never forget, uh, as an engineer, you wanted to be in Silicon Valley back in the late 80s, early 90s, and you know, I had an offer to move. The kids were settled in the neighborhood. They were happy. It's like, you know what? I can't trade off my ambition. Did you ever question that? Because sometimes no, I, I question did. it. Oh, I did. Right now I question it, to be honest. But I guys. did. But, I you know, I kind of like I can't. But I got my mom. I can't, I can't eat the kids and go cross country and whatever, yeah. you know? And it's like, get, holy shit, it worked out. I was better off staying. Uh, I listen, probably, man, I probably wouldn't have ended up where I was. You sold the company for $370 How do you know? Yeah, it could have yeah. sold for three billion. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, that's the part that fries my noodle. Hey, listen to me, lads. That's a great thing. I never even just How do you know? He's right. You could have maybe sold for two billion. But I think you're all right. But but how do you, <laughs> but how do you know? So it's you all those know. it's all those forks that's in the road. Great, that's a great. And they have to. And they have to. Do you regret anything? Oh no. Okay. No. No matter what. No, you know I I say I, I hate I, the word I, regret I, to be. There was no, that one chick I, in high school. I feel school. like I overachieved. You know. <laughs> My, no, my 18-year-old self never would have. So in your, in your high school yearbook, it said, ah, he's going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't most likely to succeed. No, mine was he'll be I in jail, and they were right. But uh, I, did get voted, I didn't want my picture I taken. I did get voted wittiest once. Wittiest. But, but you could see now, last, right. same question with you. First of all, do you think you ever would be where you are today? Especially coming from where you come from. I don't think I would have ever gotten to where I'm at if it wasn't for... Uh, my family first and my wife second, you know, a hundred percent. I, if I didn't have the support structure, make, listen, I love listen, that, but they no, didn't no, make no, 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 no. And I'm not lying. I'm not lying. And I'm not knocking. I'm not I lying. Know what you're saying. I could not, I could not have driven as hard and as fast as I wanted to, if I didn't have that, you know, support structure behind me. Exactly. You know, but it's bullshit. I'm I, we're all talking and we're having a few drinks. Listen, listen to me. I get it. I love my mom. I'm here for I'm my not, mom. I'm, I'm not. No, I'm with him. A hundred percent, dude. But if I didn't have you, were making the decision, dude. I'd be living under a bridge, you know, if it wasn't no, for my so, old lady. You I'm know, I'm live under a fuck. You're Donald I'm Trump. Tell, I want I'm to go just to right I'm now. just telling you. God. I'm just telling you. I think if okay, you, I, I, I'm not gonna fight. Hey, this is your answer, and I no, get. No, I don't understand what you're. Uh, my debating. answer is this: You guys are both very successful guys, and I know you, and I know you guys. Listen, I often tell people who makes the decision in their family. Obviously, you did, or I did, or whoever. 100%. If you told your wife, listen, hon, we're going to Atlanta because I have to go to Atlanta. She says yes, and that's the end of it. We're going. Right? We're yeah. going. No, we're so going to Atlanta. So it's not the wife that keeps you or makes you a success. It's maybe the wife that agrees with you or follows along No, but he said something earlier. Does that make I, sense? No, but he, he, he said something earlier. In the middle of all the chaos of work and the stress and whatever, it's nice to have like an anchor. You know, that's 100%. That's and, you know, I, I used to say a lot of my success I attribute to my kids because they didn't create drama and stress for me so I could focus on work. Kind of, I think what don't you were say saying that. earlier. Don't say that yeah. on the show. You know why? You just put a lot of pressure on those kids that no, are watching. No, no, no. But, no, but, but it's true. No, the job was so encompassing. If I had all this shit at home and distractions. Somebody and has Was it really that? Listen. I, I don't mean that to the job. For a guy that doesn't have a family or a wife or yeah. anything, respond. I think it's it's actually harder for them to be successful. Mm. I, I, I well, really I believe that. You. Wow. You know, it's, not even, it's not even about, you know, you going to your... Somebody has to lead. Somebody has to follow. And the person that decides to follow has to be supportive of whatever it happens. Even if it goes off a cliff. A hundred percent. We're going with you, baby. Well, Listen, I'm, I'm with Same you. with me with the mob. I it had just, to follow It just so happens. You, know. you somebody's got to lead. Somebody's got to follow. So even if it's... If the guy that's following or the gal that's following is a shithead... They're not going to get anybody following them, not for long. If the guy or the gal that's well, leading, you know, obviously, we're not going to get into relationships. No, but it has nothing Fuck to that. do. With, it has nothing to do with that. But if you have, whether it's a company, if the guy in the front of a company is a fucking asshole and he doesn't know what he's doing, 
all those people behind him. Exactly. There's going to be all kinds of dissensions. There's going to be all kinds of. He wouldn't be successful if he was an asshole and he didn't know what he was doing. 100%. Right? That that just goes to show you. So, my point there is you guys are the ones who've taken your careers and made them what they were, and you had supportive people. Listen, 100%. Larry, Larry supportive I want to give it, it doesn't have to be they your wife. They're not the reason. It doesn't have to they're be your, part of the listen, help to get there. Listen, yes. it doesn't have to be your right? wife. Am it I doesn't wrong? have to be a wife. It doesn't have to be your kids. It doesn't have to be, could your, be family. your friends. Anybody. It could be your friends. You. Absolutely. Right? You have a, a whole crew of people in Brevard County that love you 100%. and support you. doesn't matter what Larry does. 100%. doesn't matter what Larry and does. I, that, We're behind him. a big thing for me. We're here today because we love you and we want you to be successful and we're going to push. John Bomalowski, you know, 100%. Him, obviously, we're very close. And John and I talk about if he moves where I move, that, you know, because we're so close. And it's, it's it's not money. It's it's just yes, a, a, right. a, yeah. a brotherhood. Right. right. And, you know, it's he's support. here because he says, Larry, I'm here a lot of times as you. He goes, you, we're so, you know, we really are that, you know, we're hanging out. We 100%. do things. I know so much. He's such a different, great guy. And totally opposite of me. Forget that. You want to talk about opposites? Right. There's no farther opposites in this county than the, one of the best doctors in the world 100%. and fucking me, Glass, am I right? You see, what he's saying, too, is money, chasing money wasn't the most important. All of us. It's not. And it wasn't for me ever. Even me. Ever. It's you know, not. It worked it's out not. great, but that wasn't my so, But Okay, with the single best advice, you're next, so wait, the single best advice you will give Nick. Right now, Nick, she's 26 years old at a company. Yeah, I would say the, whatever you're doing, you do it the best you know how. And you look for opportunities to break out, but you can't half-ass anything. That that was what I always did. Even when I was entry-level engineer, I said, damn it, I'm going to try to be the most valuable guy every day. You know, and the people that would mark time and whatever, and I'll never forget, there was a guy, every day he'd leave at 5 o'clock, go home and do his bong hits and everything else. You know, I'm at the office till 7. After that IPO, whatever, he was at a party drunk, and I'll never forget, he came up, he goes, you know, you're no smarter than me. You were just lucky. It's a bullshit asshole. You know, when you were clocking out like Fred Flintstone sliding down the dinosaur when the, the fucking horn went it. off, I was still in the office, so fuck you. You know what I mean? Work, yeah. No, I'm serious, though. I That's know it's great, simple. That, no, 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 no I it's it. simple, but, you know, and it kind of pissed me off because I watched him walk by when I was still in the office. And he goes, you're no smart. You know, you're just lucky. Fuck fucking you. bitter you people know, suck. You. On I'm that serious. before, bitter before people last, suck. you go, well, I'm going to say, what happened to me, and it was funny, because you, you you know one of my closest friends was Joe Firmini. And Joe and I, I know Joe from back in the day when I helped him when they were trying to shake him down in his bowling alley, and I stopped that shit back in the day. Joe said to me, Larry, he goes, I'm so proud of you. He goes, because people think you're going to get lucky and you just hit it. You know whether it's YouTube or not. Yeah. He goes, but they don't realize you were freaking grinding on yeah, exactly. TV on everybody. Yeah, exactly. Ten That's years. What I say. It's not Ten a years. scratch off lottery ticket. No, man. it's just it's not you're, a scratch you're, off you're not lottery ticket. Don't ever yeah. don't it's degrade not, yourself. It's not luck. luck. It's uh, luck. now you luck plays a role. Luck plays a role. I don't delude myself. And now before we close, Laz, give me your best advice for our audience. You know, it's going to sound cliche, but I think that you have to find something that you like because you don't mind doing it. So you're going to put 10, 12 hours a day into it. And if you do something for long enough, you're going to find success. It might not be monetary, but you're going to find success in it. And if you're not, if it's not a burden to you, if it's not a pain in the ass, it, you look forward to doing it. You get up every morning early to do it because it's, it's exciting or you want to do it. 
eventually you're going to get good at it. But you have to allow that to mature. You can't just say, I'm going to do this because I'm going to sell these lighters exactly. because, you know, I'm going to make a million dollars. Do you like lighters? Yeah. Is the lighter your thing? <laughs> uh, you like fire? What are you? Apparently, you know, but you got to have a you, passion for what you, you do. You got to have a passion. And it's, it sounds cliche. You got to have you a, both have passions for what you did? I developed a passion for what I did. Uh, you know what? That's why doing what I did, I was lucky. I was a nerd, you know. I would build circuit board. I would etch my own circuit boards and build stuff, and you know. So going working in silicon, it's like, geez, this is what I used to do for fun, and now I'm designing chips and stuff. That's when important I was for nerd. kids who are playing huge, on computers huge. today. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I always felt myself lucky because a lot of people go to work. It's a job. And you know, I kind of feel sad for people yeah. who yeah. hate what they're doing every day. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I you do know. Too. So that that's one area I feel blessed that I was doing something I actually liked. But it's not. And that's all huge. Of us I think that's too. huge. I, I think, think that's, that's huge. amazing. Yeah. No. Nick, you have questions for two very successful guys right now. <laughs> no, I he's going to talk uh, to me later. He's yeah, going to say, around "Damn, I should." Well, well, Larry, I'm putting that? my two weeks notice in. Yeah. <laughs> Larry, I know how to do this better than you. I'm gone. No, no, I'm going to no. do some underwater yeah, basketball. I know even. what we do next. Yeah. He quit a very successful, he was a, He did bathrooms and tiles and made good money and all. And he came here because he loves this. He tried it. He talks about this. He was 10 years old when he started doing blah. Believe it, 10 years old. Am I right, Nick? Yeah. yeah, the YouTube came out when I was since uh, 10. 10 fucking years ago. I was packing what I That's why he's like, he knows like every day of YouTube. I was like, it's, a, just, it's like, you know, space, baseball stats. Like, I know when. Some people YouTuber, work for their you know? for their family business and hate it. And their, exactly. their parents pass away and they fucking tank the business. And, and, and because to, they don't like it. And to end the show, I got to say, first of all, everybody out there, I want to thank Chach and Lad. And I hope we can do some more of this in its own way whether it's together or really, because you guys, are, I think, are really a lot of information. And you guys are regular guys. I want people to know these guys are very successful, but they're, they're, they're willing to help people. You've never, ever denied me talking to me and looking down on anybody. I've never, never seen you look down on anybody. You know why, though? When I see these, I was them. I right. was them. You it's very guy. easy for me to... I, was you, I, yeah. I know I you was both them. very well. Both of you have come... I won't say my... Path, but close. <laughs> but my, yeah. And I look at Nick, and the advice I give to Nick is he loves what he does. He's a workaholic like I am. And I think he's, he's I'm trying to bring more. He's going to be that success because I'm old. I don't mean old. Yeah. I love what I do, guys. Everybody knows that. That people ask me, Larry, you're not quitting. You're not going to quit. Yeah. You're not going to do, you know. You like what you do? I love what I do. Why would you, why would you, you know quit? That why would you quit? And you know what it is? It's, the reason I was always an educator, whether it was in my program or whatever I do, I'm an educator in its own way. And that's why this, this podcast is number one, top 1% one in the world out of 3 million podcasts. That's awesome. That's great. And people know that we're, we're authentic. I'm, listen, there's no cut. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to tell it like it. And you guys are like that. That's why I enjoy. You guys got these perfect personalities to be business people on a podcast like this because you can ask you anything. We're not gonna. We don't ask stupid questions. We, we, I try to. I get a politician on here, and he's he's got a bullshit and say the exact crap and spin it anything. Yeah. You guys aren't spinning it. You don't Still want anything from to. me. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. You know I don't want. Listen, you guys have been there in their emotional more support than anything. In my my thing is I I have a crazy brain, and my brain is. Let me I, ask you. I got a question. How many yeah. fr how many friends did you have 
when you were working? I mean, true That's friends. A great question. How many friends did you have while you were in the throes well, of your a business? There's difference. You should say friends, like not fr- just associates. You know, people that you would so I had, you can relate to and you can hang out with and yeah. pour on. While to. I was working, two or three very close friends that you can bounce, bounce yes. off of. A lot of people. See, I consider you guys a lot friends of people that, that, that pretended to be my. Friend. Then once I retired, and then I didn't have as much to offer. Really, it's going down. But since I retired, because I have more time to invest in friends, I've made a lot. So you think it's it's a two-way street? What do you mean? Meaning you didn't give enough time to invest in friends, and they didn't give enough time. I didn't have the time to do it. Me, I didn't have the time. That's what I said. So it's a two-way street. It was. I didn't have the time. It just there was not enough time. See, I have for a social life. Really, I. You know, you're in a different business, though. No, but I'm also listen. I love. I'm a communicator, and I love people. And, I, I, and obviously, I have a lot of associates I call them, but then I have a lot of friends that I know I could call and say, Ty, sure. I need this advice. What should I do? Yeah. You've talked to me about cigars. 100%. You've talked yeah. to me about a lot of things. You've talked to me about business. And it's 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 not the minute details that I have to, you know, that that's fucking book shit. It's that thing about the gut. Yeah. That fucking gut. And you, how you took the fucking risk of to fucking open and work hard and then getting the business. I look at that for Nick. I look at that for my son. I look at that for the three, four kids that are working for us that, that, that are they, they're hungry. They're hungry so and hard workers. I see young people hungry and hustling that's and whatever. They care about. It's like you're going to be successful. Because and you, you want to help them. And automatically you want to help them. And I want to help them. Exactly. 100%. And I'm at that point. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I have to be here because of my mom. And I, and I don't regret it, but oh. don't think it's easy. And you know, we talk about it a lot, you and I, because we have both elderly moms, and I love my mother to death, but she'll put the house at 79 degrees, and I go, what am I, I, I can't live in the sauna, what are you freaking doing to me? And, and Nick and I, and Nick helps so much, because she loves Nick, because she'll come here and say, I need Nick, what for? Maybe uh, another blanket. No, 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 she, her iPhone. I wish that's what he she was He teaches doing. her this. We, I got her, my mom's the only 91-year-old who's gonna have iPhone 10, she asked. So I got the iPhone 10 for this. Now all you gotta do is say, hey Siri, or whatever it is, and do it. She forgot how to do that. Now Nick has to go and say, I just told you that you did, and three, but I love her, she's the best. She's awesome. 91 she years old, She was there man. for me when I was She's earned away. the right to, to forget, you know? She was there when I was in prison. She was there when my down times, and to this day, she'll drive me crazy, but I love her to death. And you and I discussed that one day, and it's, I'm, I'm blessed to have it. I got to honestly say, if you want to call it that. But it hurts me because, you know, I thought about, you know, I had many people, Larry, go to L.A., forget it. You'd be the, you'd be a MAGA head in, in so- but would you? New York. But would you? Don't know. That's the problem. I am willing to be a risk taker. Let's face it. Melbourne is not the best place to be in the media business. Maybe it's the best place for you, pal. That is You true. never know. You, you know, never that, know. That's a that's a, you never that, know. That, you that, never that, know. That, that. Wow. That's you, just, why do you got to put normal <laughs> shit on me? That's not normal shit. It's you are where you are because this is where you're supposed to be. Wow. It, it's just that's the way business you, happens, man. It's not because. All fair. I'm going to yell at them every minute. You're doing no. the right thing. You are. You're I mean, right. it's. And you know what? I learned, you know, several of our friends have had taken care of their mothers when they get old and it's not lost on me. Oh, mothers man. living with them and everything else. People our age. Big yeah. part. Multiple big friends. part of your, you know, big yeah, part yeah, of your life. No, I you know. know. And it's, and, and it's, I agree with it's that. a way. It and, and I look at person do it a little differently. I say he's doing right. Or period. All you guys, both of you guys are very, cause you guys are very level headed and, and you're normal in both always. So it's not just it, it, you're successful, but you also know how to balance 
having a good time and going out and, and you know, taking yeah. your wife to dinner or, and going out, going to a party and stuff. With that, Nick, what do you think? Hey, we got somewhere. Did you learn I anything? I had a awesome. lot of fun, yeah. Wait, Nick, did you learn anything? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he oh, said, yeah. maybe. Just, maybe. I just, yeah. 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 It really, really, this camera setup is just stressing me the fuck yeah. out. Yeah. You know That's what it's been the whole time. I can't try anything in front of these kids. It's stressing Nick, me out, to dude. YMCA and no, video. screw that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for watching. Thank you. And I mean that. Thank you. I mean that, guys. I hope you come back for that. I really do. Anytime. All right, Nick, you want to kill it? All right. All right, everybody, please make good choices. Think before you act. I don't want to see you in the wrong way, and I'll see you on our next show. Nothing compares to it. But it's definitely something you should hear. This is The Real Deal with Larry Lawton.